0: Max Rewind, the only podcast that makes you read. Here are two guys that would have no problem being confined in a small
1: space with five sweaty dudes, Matt and Doug.
2: Yeah, see, I, I thought this was a movie review podcast, not a book club. <laughs> a lot of reading in this week's movie. A lot of reading. <laughs> I'd say 50% of the dialogue. And um, I don't know if you knew this or not, but actually, we'll save that so we we'll get to the movie itself. Okay. So it's Matt. How are you doing, Doug? I'm good. I'm good. I am happy to be here
3: sitting at my bar. I have not had a sip of alcohol since last podcast. Not a single sip. Not even on New Year's. Happy New Year, by the way.
2: Or as Dick Clark says, Happy New Year. But yes. Yes. We are now in 2022.
3: Any resolutions?
2: Uh, No. No. Uh, Just hopefully have a better year than 2021. But 2022 is already starting off as a banger. So, and we'll get to that and what's going on. All right. But and now
3: it's time for podcast housekeeping.
2: You ever make a decision and then after you make that decision, you, you regret it. Oh, all the time. <laughs> yeah. My life is full of them. That is the part of this segment. <laughs> but um, and I'm just going to save that to the end of the housekeeping section. But Sam McMurray played Chandler's boss on friends. Any idea what his, the character's name was? No. Oh God, here comes Doug. He just oh, got car bed. And now I'm going to have Doug. to hear about it. Yes. So okay. did you follow up on the fuck, Mary kill on friends? No, I,
3: again, I forgot.
2: So I actually, if, if you remember, Jen said that it would be really oh, you easy just to
3: said it. You just said it. If you remember.
2: Oh, Okay. I, and I, last
3: week I said, "Hey, do you ever say? Do you remember?" And you're like, "No, Doug, because I have a high school <laughs> a diploma."
2: <laughs> do you remember last week? Uh, Jen had said something about how it would be easy to put together what her fuck Mary kill for the women of Friends would be.
3: No, oh yes, I do remember that.
2: Okay, you want to take a guess?
3: Um, let's see. She would fuck Rachel. Um, marry Monica and kill Phoebe.
2: You got that absolutely one hundred percent wrong. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. And I, I, it actually, it was the same as mine. Fuck Phoebe. Oh. Um, marry Rachel and kill Monica. Oh, okay.
3: All right.
2: And I was actually supposed to put the the Joey clip in here for um, Big Jar of Jam, the girl from the coffee place, or cof, <laughs> coffee place, the the copy place, copier, copier yeah. place. <laughs> put those hands together. So, what okay. do you got?
3: Uh, every time I hear a, a movie clip that gives me chills, I'm going to make a mental note of it and I'm going to play it on the podcast because you always, you challenged me. He challenges me. Um, or tasks me. Tasks. Is that it? <laughs> it's tasks. He tasks. He tasks me. Uh, and this one, this one does it. I don't want him to gain
1: another yard.
3: You blitz all night. If they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm
1: gonna take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember
0: forever the night they played the Titans. Whoa! That man sounds <laughs> like that's your daddy.
2: It's too soon, Doug. <laughs> too soon. <laughs> What's the same actor? Oh, is it? I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't that's even Will, catch Patt- that.
3: Will. That's Will Patton from Remember the Titans. Uh. I I had, and so when I heard some, they were talking about it on the radio. I think the real live coach of the Titans football team that that movie is based on died. And then they were playing different clips from that movie.
2: Was that the one that they had to cut the scene of the kids laying in the road?
3: No, that was the program with James. Okay.
2: Okay. This
3: was Denzel Washington, 19, early 1970s, uh, integrated football team in the South.
2: Yeah, but didn't both of those movies, The Program and Remember the Titans, come out the same year?
3: No. No. The Program came out when we were in college. The Titans came out mid-90s.
2: Okay. Okay. Uh You talked about the, the Gluck Gluckluck 9,000 after Yes, Joey had talked about it the week before. By the way, actually, it's the Gluck Gluck 3,000. <laughs> is
3: it? Okay. And
2: the podcast they talk about that is the Call Her Daddy podcast. Call
3: Her Daddy. Yes.
2: Yeah. I had to... Look that up. Um, Lyman Lyman Good's first name was Richard. And do you know what department he transferred from? Homicide. Oh, where's my bell?
3: God damn it. Where's my bell? Ding, ding. Homicide.
2: Yeah. No, I have no idea. But that's what I was going to say. Homicide.
3: (laughs) Yes. We we discussed David Copperfield and we discussed the problems that he had uh, multiple occasions uh, imprisoning and assaulting women at his Bahamas home. Uh, I just typed in David Copperfield trouble and <laughs> a whole litany of things came up.
2: No shortage of information yes. there. yeah. Okay, Better off dead is not a John Hughes film. Oh, it actually in some of the descriptions, it was listed as a John Hughes film parody, okay. which I don't think that was it either. Uh, my son thought the thermal detonator was awesome.
3: Okay, so did you put batteries in it? Yes, I did. All right. Immediately and it works. Yes, it does. Okay. Unlike the coffee cup.
2: Well, the coffee cup still works. It holds stuff. Just right now, it just holds air because it's cracked.
3: Okay. Uh, Where the, do you have your little vials that I got you? Was that was that just kind of a throwaway gimmick, or are you actually going to display those? Oh
2: no, they're they're right above my monitor. <laughs> All right. It's I have like tons of little knickknacks. Do you know who Bullet Bill is?
3: Uh, from Mario Brothers. Yes. Okay.
2: I have a huge, uh, multicolor Bullet Bill that I printed out, and then I have. Uh, the thermal detonator and the vials and the coffee mug all kind of like right displayed along with my Terminator uh, minifig all kind oh, of put together. Him,
3: you put him together?
2: Yeah. It was actually difficult because the, the hair, once I got it on, I didn't have it quite on right. I can't get the hair off, so his hair is a little bit jacked.
3: It's a little bit wonky? Yes. All right. And Buck Rogers... We talked about the guy who was the bad guy in Blue Thunder, and we're like, "Was he in Buck Rogers?" And you said, "Was he Kane?" Uh, his name is Anthony James, and right. he played Verrick Michael and Sarah played Kane. Both of them played their character in Buck Rogers for four episodes.
2: Okay, and Anthony James was also in Naked Gun Two and a Half. All right, and and he
3: was he was the the saloon owner in Unforgiven.
2: Yeah, correct. Uh, skinny yes. Dubois. Yes. And then also the guy from Sharky's Machine, who also was in Buck Rogers, who I always get them confused, is Henry Silva. Yes. Uh, Pinkville is not a real military testing facility.
3: No, but it is an inch and a half away from Stinkville. <laughs>
2: it's shocking. Uh, <laughs> the Monopoly documentary on HBO is called McMillions, uh-huh. and it is a six episodes long.
3: Okay, six episodes. Jesus Christ! It's How great. much information about McDonald's monopoly is there?
2: It's really good. It's really okay. Good. Yep.
3: Uh, John McClane's son in the last Die Hard movie is Jai Courtney. Yes. He also played a role of John Connor in the Amelia Clark Terminator movie.
2: Yes. She and cannot he, act.
3: No, she's not good.
2: No, she's not. He's good. been in
3: a ton of shit. Right. I like him.
2: Uh, Jason Patrick was not in Flatliners.
3: No, he was not.
2: Uh, I said one of the cops on the bridge trying to pull over the woman in Blue Thunder was from Remington Steel. That is James Reed, best known for the North and South miniseries. And do you know who else was in those?
3: Guess who's back, back again. Swayze's (laughs) back, tell a friend. Guess who's back.
2: That's not who I was talking about. I'm actually talking about Riker. Really? Yes. Was
3: Swayze in North and South or, or Blue and Gray? There was two... Civil War miniseries that came out right around the same time and one was the North and South and the other one was Blue and Gray.
2: I think he, and I, I think he I was know, in um I think it was in North and South. Okay. I don't know if he was in all three books or not, because there's book one, book two, and book three.
3: And were all three of those different books different three different miniseries? Yes. Oh. All right. Did you ever watch War in Remembrance or um the Winds of War. Winds of
2: War. Herman Woke. No, I have not. Yes.
3: Uh, Jan, Jan Michael Vincent is in one of those.
2: Before or after he lost some of his limbs to drinking. <laughs> <and other shit.
3: laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure before. Robert Mitchum is also in that. Yes. Uh, I had mentioned, now, why couldn't they get an American character to play Cochrane in mm-hmm. Blue Thunder? And I had mentioned James Colburn. Mm-hmm. And you said, well, I think he's too old. You, my friend, were correct. Malcolm McDowell, born 1943. Coburn, born 1928.
2: Okay. Uh, I got the nut and the bolt reversed in my description when I was talking about the cotter pin thing. I always do that. Which one's the nut? Which one's the bolt? I always get those things fucked up. Okay. Uh, The last episode of Alf ended with him being a prisoner at a military base where he was about to be vivisected. Um, Nice. That's because the next season was intended to take place at the military base, but the show was canceled.
3: Ah, and didn't Willie become like a, Willie, Willie. (laughs) didn't he become Uh, a crack addict and was in some gay porn movie, undercover, something like that?
2: I think he had a a drug problem and I think he was, he was like a a pedophile. That's not good. No, it's not good. No, (laughs) that's not, that's not particularly good. Okay. You have at least one more thing here.
3: I do. Um, obvious
2: blue thunder clip that's all it's called oh, i have no idea what it yes
3: is. yeah um when we are talking about blue thunder and then a swat helicopter on either side of blue thunder why i didn't pull this clip i have no idea watch that crossfire boy <laughs> okay uh
2: i think that is all i have for this except for
0: Did
2: Did not add any additional. Okay. I was
3: listening. I was listening for the Swedish chef. I did not hear him.
2: I actually have that isolated. I can play just that by itself. Uh, So there's a bunch of them. I'll just go through them one at a time. All right. First one is me. Apologies accepted, Captain Nita. Yep. Apology
1: accepted, Captain Nita.
2: Wrong scene. Not too bad. No. Then next one is you.
3: All right. I'm going to put on the brakes and he's going to fly right past me. I'm going to hit the brakes. He'll fly right by. We're going ballistic, man. We're going ballistic, man. Go get him.
2: Okay. So one and two. One and two. One and two.
3: Not bad. Yeah.
2: Uh, This next one was kind of the big one from last week. He tasks me. He tasks me, and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia, round the Antares Maelstrom, round Perdition's Flames, before I give him up. (laughs) He tasks me.
1: He tasks me, and I shall have him. I'll chase him round the moons of Nibia, and round the Antares Maelstrom, and round Perdition's
3: Flames, before I give him up. Eh, not bad. You both do an excellent job of putting a lot of emphasis on the word flames.
2: <laughs> well, you know, there's reasons for that. Uh-huh. Uh, so the next one's me, and it's not particularly good. Uh, somewhere in the Watts area.
3: Somewhere in the Watts area. Not too bad. Eh, not horrible.
2: I think that the next one is both of us.
3: <laughs> and they. they...
2: <laughs> Okay, and then there's... You broke your file? Did you break your file? Uh, Next one is you. It's got two parts to it, and you had them in reverse order. No.
3: Tag him and bag him. (laughs) Tag him and bag him. Take the pain. Take the pain!
2: No, take the pain was you. That was me. That is correct, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, next one is you.
3: You talking to me, asshole? You talking to me, asshole?
2: And then... Two more for me.
3: Pull over!
2: Pull over!
0: Pull over! Pull over!
2: And then the last one, and this one's kind of a, a cheapy, but dum dum.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna say it's. A, I'm gonna say it's a tie this week.
2: Yeah, I, I was gonna say it's either gonna be you or it's gonna be a tie. So
3: I think it's a tie. Yeah.
2: Okay. So all done with that segment.
1: I
3: want you to tell me, hey man, what the fuck is new, I know you can tell me,
2: so I got hey, a th- half oh. dozen things.
3: Oh, I you know what, why don't you go first then, because I, I have very little...
2: Okay, so New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve was last night. Uh, both kids ended up being home. One of them had a friend over, and they were kind of doing their own thing. The rest of us, the three of us, we played some pool, hung around, whatever. Midnight broke out a thing of champagne. Uh, champagne was terrible. And my son, my oldest son, son is in college. He had a glass of champagne. He didn't finish it, so I finished it. Mm-hmm. No big deal. This morning, he got up, um, had some bacon, could not taste anything. Oh, no. Yeah, he's got COVID. (laughs) Oh, no. And I fucking drank his champagne last night.
3: Oh, where did he get it from?
2: Uh, Work, I'm assuming.
3: Okay, so is that his only symptom?
2: No, he got tested.
3: Uh, Yes, but is that his
2: only symptom? Uh, He had sniffles, too. Okay. I mean, mild. He's not really sick. I mean, he... He's kind of blah but not bad. And he I has know. you know, he's fully vaccinated and a booster.
3: Okay. Have you gotten a booster? Yes, I have. I have not gotten. I a got
2: booster. it as soon as it was allowed for me to get it. Hmm. Do you know what the the Mandela effect is? Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah. Like Luke, I'm your father isn't really not yeah. what he said right. and played again Sam similar thing. Mm-hmm. So, over the course of my life, there's been two different porn scenes that had dialogue that just stuck with me. Okay. And it has had become a, a quest for me to find those clips. Okay. And I found both of them this week.
3: All right. Care Pilot. to share?
2: Uh, one of them, I could not, I could not remember the movie for either of them, but the first one, the only way I I could describe it was I remember there was a scene where this monk was getting blown by this woman, and before he came, he said, I want you to call it Gift. (laughs) And that's not actually what he said. Okay. And it's actually from uh, Autobiography of a Flea is the name of the film, and he said, I want you to call it Spunk. (laughs) Oh, all right. And the other one was this scene where this woman comes home from work, and she's some kind of a construction-type worker because she has a hard hat on, and her boyfriend or husband is sitting on the couch, and he's naked. And she starts bitching at him about not doing anything. And so she takes off her clothes and she sits on his face and she's bitching at him. And he's like, Oh, you're all you're all sweaty and stuff. And and well, she says this. Shut up.
0: Make money
2: Shut up and eat. Shut up and eat. It's one of my favorites. So And now it's time for
3: Name That Porn Star. I have no idea.
2: April rain. And that porno is actually out of print. I had to dig up a VCR oh, <laughs> to be able to find it because I found okay. this, I found this website that has literally thousands of classic eighties, seventies, nineties porno films for free on it.
1: Wow. And, I was,
2: to share. and I was, I was trying share. to find it, find the, these clips and I, I found those. <laughs> so, but along those lines, as I was setting up this VCR, and this capture device so I could actually capture that sound clip, I started pulling out other stuff like my student films from when I was in college. And one of the things I had found was uh, some of the soccer games from when I was in high school. And there was a guy that we we both went to high school with that I was sitting next to him on the bench. And I could not remember his name. So I actually reached out to you and I asked you if you could remember what his name was. And I just, because I just could not, I remember who he dated, but I couldn't remember what his name was.
3: Okay, all right, so that's what that was for.
2: yes and then, right. and
3: speak and speaking of name that porn star last week, y- you don't want to type in helicopter on your <laughs> porn favorite porn sites because you' all you're gonna gonna get is dudes doing the helicopter right. with their sure. dong. yeah And uh, yeah, I couldn't find any I couldn't find one with a tank with an army tank in it for
2: this week. I did um, but no really but there's nothing that you could actually tell that it was in a tank. It, yeah. completely visual to somebody fucking on a tank.
3: Yeah. I mean, it's, and then I typed in Russian girls and was hoping that I would get some, you know, Russian women with, or that were speaking English with a Russian accent. And, and there's a lot of Russian porn out there.
2: Yes, there is and a lot of its subtitled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like this week's mo- movie. But uh, a couple of weeks ago, I talked about in the second to last hockey game I played in for the year. I took a slap shot to the hand and how it hurt. And, I still was having problems gripping stuff with with my right hand. I went to the doctor on Thursday. Yeah, he's pretty sure it's broken. That's not good. So I'm getting an x-ray on Monday. And he said, uh, even if it's broken, there's nothing to do except just wait. But he said, based on what it is and feeling it, he said it's not compound, but he said it's probably cracked because there's a month later, you should not still be having issues like I'm having.
3: Well, did you get an x-ray? Did they Was he able to see the crack?
2: No, I, I said I'm getting an x-ray on Monday because my doctor doesn't oh. have x-ray facilities. And because of New Year's and stuff and insurance rolling over, I wanted to wait till Monday to get the x-ray. So it will be on next year's thing. Ah, all right. But that's all I have.
3: Okay. Um, I haven't done shit because if you remember last week, I was having to hold the cough button quite a bit because I was coughing. And I thought I was on the tail end of a cold now man i was just ramping right up um i've been sick all week and i don't know fuck maybe maybe it was covid i mean i my missus has the same thing didn't have a fever no chills just a cough and a little bit of stuffiness but we both tested ourselves on christmas eve morning and they came back negative but then i was doing some reading and the omicron variant doesn't show up on the home tests okay so who knows maybe i had covid I don't know, but I'm still kind of at the tail end, and that's why I haven't had anything to drink because I've been going to bed at 9 or 10 o'clock with NyQuil so I can go to sleep. Otherwise, you're lying there and everything starts draining, and you just can't stop coughing. So, um, uh, yeah, New Year's, my missus and I were both in bed at 10 o'clock, so it's it's been pretty dull. The only thing that we've been doing is we've been planning out our spring break trip, And goddamn, do I love my missus, but she can't make a decision to save her life. We literally spent half of a day today trying to pick an Airbnb. (laughs) And every fucking Airbnb in downtown Charleston, they pretty much all look the same. They're either an upper or a lower or one half of a townhouse, a front or a back. Mm -hmm. And they're all the same. You know, they're all three bedrooms, one bathroom, kitchen. They're all very, very nice. And they're all kind of right in the same price. But we're looking at details at pictures of blinds on windows and if it's got a coffee maker or a Keurig, uh, what kind of access, what kind of parking. And a couple of times I'm, I just said to her, just, just pick it. I, I don't care. I, I'll trust you. And she's very concerned that because I'm so picky that if she fucks something up, I'm going to be angry and it's going to ruin our vacation. Travel dog,
2: travel dog, travel dog.
3: Yeah, but I'm really trying to contain travel Doug. Travel Doug's not a nice guy. And if travel Doug can stay in his box, get some gorilla tape and tape that fucker closed, that'll be the best scenario. But do you remember when it used to cost 200 bucks to fly? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like 450 bucks plus baggage. Plus you can now pay, I think an extra 25 bucks per seat to get yourself up towards the front of the plane and at a bulkhead so you have more legroom. Right. I didn't realize that.
2: Oh, no, um, they they nickel and dime you on. Oh, sure. Every yeah. l- like little thing add yeah. on.
3: Yo, oh, yeah. We're getting nickel and dime to death on this trip. And that's fine. We don't take big vacations like this. So once in a blue moon, to drop that five or $6,000 for a very awesome experience, Fuck, it's only money, right?
2: right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. No yep. when when you check in at Southwest, you get a boarding group, and then when you're at the airport, you're in boarding group. You never get in A, you're lucky if you get in B but hey for for fifty dollars, you, you can get into boarding group A and you can board the plane three minutes before your original group if you want to spend that money if it's really that important to you to pick a particular seat if you're on Southwest
3: right, yeah, we're just we're in the front of the plane. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going to change it. So that's, okay. but that's, that's really it. Life has been dull. Uh We're getting a big snowstorm right now. So. Um,
2: oh, football, year's... football though. Forgot about that.
3: What about football? So
2: my son goes to Cincinnati. Oh,
3: yeah. They got their asses handed to him.
2: And then I, after that game was over, I said, well, now I can root for Michigan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Michigan no. got curb stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ohio state. Last I saw, was losing 14 to nothing it's probably the score I'm sure has changed since then but that's the Rose Bowl yes all right that's uh, 2714 right now okay so ready for sound of the week I am ready for sound of the week and are
1: Guess that sound and you are awesome.
3: what movie will it be from? I really wanna know. all right. Unless you've seen this movie recently, you're not going to get it.
2: Okay, easy enough. Oh, you you know what is really really helpful is there's one last thing I need to do, um, and I'll explain that in just a second. But I'll play the clips first. And my soundboard just crashed. So, <laughs> so when when I when I actually do the the soundboard stuff, there are there's like little triggers you have to assign to certain things. And the last thing I do is the sound of the weeks because those actually get triggered off of the main board, not off of the other one. And for some reason I forgot to do it. And, (laughs) but here, Have a guess, but I know it's is way wrong. So I'll I'll do the mid one. What's your guess? What's B- your guess? Bachelor party. Yes. Is it really? <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's when they're fighting and, and they and they have the is that when the movie theater scene is? Yeah. Play the next clip. Uh, God damn it! <laughs> Got to click here, not there. This
3: is the best three D I've yeah ever yeah. Seen. That
2: was what I thought it was because that the the better. the woman gets punched in the face right
3: right here. That's where she gets punched in the face. The clapping is when one of them gets thrown into the seats and they land, the, the full body lands on four people and they all clap like it's awesome 3D.
2: Wow. So I
3: got it, I yeah, got let's it right.
1: Let's have a bachelor party with chicks and guns and fire trucks and hookers and drugs and booze. Yeah, yeah, ah! yeah.
3: That's a, that's a movie we have to do. I really feel like that's that's going to be a great podcast because there's a million clips from that one.
2: You know, when I was talking about uh, the Mandela Effect, and I talked about how I was searching for this stuff, and how I I hooked up a VCR. That's one of those things where, why did you drag a VCR from downstairs? Why are you sitting in the office and watching all these old videotapes? <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for this one five second clip of Porn dialogue clip. from a porno. It's not even right. the sex I'm looking for. I'm just looking for the other thing. But all this has made me thirsty.
3: Me too. Matt and Dugger buddies, they are the best kind. They came up with the podcast called Beta Max Rewind, but now they got a question. You know, it's got them thinking. They're gonna ask it now. What are they each drinking? All right, so I did grab myself a beer. It is a, a Joey favorite. Uh, it's a City Lights Brewing IPA. But before I have that. In honor of your father, I'm gonna have a shot of Maker's Mark. And I just pulled a random shot glass off the shelf. I only have like two or three, and it has Doctor Evil on the front, and on the back it says, "I'm the boss. Need the info." (laughs) Okay. So I can't remember the last time I did a shot, so I'm not making it a full one. But in honor of your dad, thank you. I I meant to do this last week.
2: Here's the Craig. Good stuff. So you gonna have your beer then, or no?
3: Nah, it's it's
2: you know what. Like, okay. So we've gone through we've gone through my fanfare. One of the things that I, I think I told you that I got for Christmas was I got a piece of paper that said, "Hey, these things are coming." <laughs> mm-hmm. so, so my wife got me these uh, personalized shot glasses that say Betamax Rewind on them. So I'm using one of those, and I am drinking 99 apples. 42 proof, the best booze you can get from the The gas gas and go. This is number two of the three. So uh, next week I think is watermelon. (sighs) It's okay. (laughs) All right. It's got a little bit of an aftertaste to it, but it's okay. You'll have that. So ready to move back to the movie? I am. I'm back to the movie, to the movie. So let's move to the movie. Okay. You need any kind of intro to your intro? I do not.
3: Afghan village, big Russian tank. Fucking them up with the flamethrower. Took a wrong turn. To a big canyon, Mujahideen they want
1: it. The women have grenades, take them home
3: to Kandahar Road. To the place with much vodka, picture
0: of a girlfriend with small titties, take them home.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this week we are doing The Beast, also known as The Beast of War, released September 16th, 1988, directed by Kevin Reynolds, best known for directing Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and Waterworld, so he had an affection for Kevin Costner's penis as well, and the writer of Red Dawn. We come full circle, don't we?
2: Yeah, if this was the last one, sure.
3: Yes. Had a budget of $8 million, grossing only $161,000. <laughs> it had no Rotten Tomato critic score, but had a Rotten Tomato audience score of 85%. I can only find one audience review of this on Rotten Tomato. So, uh, the film's lack of success can be attributed to the changing of the studio head at Columbia Pictures. It, re- it was released in a very small number of Theaters, shot in Israel with actual Russian T-55 tanks made to look like T-62 tanks that were captured by the Syria, by, by the Israelis, uh, during the six day war, which was against, I believe the Syrians and Jordanians and Egypt. That's, I think that all three of them were coming at Israel at one time. Dale die. We all know who Dale die is. Nope, mm-hmm. oh, come bubble. He was, uh, He's been a military advisor on many A War movies. Uh, he was an advisor on this film, and he negotiated the purchase of the tanks over drinks with IDF officers in a hotel. Starring George DeZunza as Daskal, best known for The Deer Hunter and Basic Instinct. Jason Patrick Corverchenko Korven- and that was really fun spelling typing out every time I had to spell out his name.
2: Yes, I spelled it like five different ways.
3: <laughs> so, so did I. Best known for Lost Boys and Speed Two, Stephen Bauer, best known as Khan Taj, best known for Scarface and Traffic, and Stephen Baldwin as Kaminsky, best known for Flintstones and Viva Rock Vegas, and having a brother who is a murderer. <laughs>
0: okay, I didn't. Think Interesting I enough, bring that in. there are
3: no there are no Arabs in this movie portraying the Afghanis they are all either Israelis or Cubans or South Americans
2: well considering the fact that they filmed in Israel that's not really that surprising
3: and the one dude uh what's his name Mustafa no not Mustafa uncle the 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 guy who is their interpreter okay he's Indian okay um so now it's time for
0: welcome back
2: you've been on this
1: show before welcome
2: back how many times does this make
3: it
2: so i got one
3: yep you were you would be correct
2: george de from no way out yes where he played the wheelchair bound computer guy
3: correct okay all right. So movie starts out and we are immediately introduced to a quote that is flashed up on the screen. When you're wounded and left on Afghanistan's planes and the woman come out to cut up your remains, just roll to your rifle and blow out your brains and go to your God like a soldier. And, and who's that gone? Ru- 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 Rudyard K- Kipling? Rudyard. Yeah. I think. Rudyard. Yeah. Rudyard Kipling. Oh, I forgot to ask. Have you ever seen this film? I've never even heard
2: of this film before.
3: <laughs> okay. So this is, this is my The Fan.
2: Yes, and so you know, they're showing kind of a sweeping, desolate landscape. And in the distance, you hear... Really? Okay, um, maybe you, you don't. Um, you hear jets? No, 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 you hear... <laughs> you hear that. Nice. But no. the reason why
3: I picked this film is because... Uh, The beautiful penis and I were texting each other and we were mentioning different war movies that we had just seen on Amazon and Netflix. And I was in the middle of watching fury and I said, have you seen fury lately? And he's like, I've only, I only saw the, the one time. And then he mentioned this movie, how much he had loved this movie. And I remember this came out in 88. I was out of high school and had, there were four dudes that we were partying at my house And they decided that they were going to go to Madison to some party that somebody had heard of. And I said, I'm not, I don't want to go to Madison. It's eight o'clock at night. So they drove, got, went to Madison and I went down to blockbuster and rented this and watched it. Um, and then got up the next morning and they were all passed out on my floor. (laughs) Apparently they had, one of them was Bob Jansen. The other one was the ledger. And then I think uh, Brad and Kevin, and they got to Madison, they couldn't find the party, drove back. Somebody said, oh, hey, let's take this shortcut, and we're driving around the countryside for like three hours, lost, high, drunk. Yeah. Finally yeah. That, finally that made it to my house. Finally made it back to my house at about four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So, so the, that's what, that. that is the only time that I had seen this movie.
2: You know, I think I forgot to do this, and I'm going to do this just because I want to make sure that it works now. Yeah. Okay. Good. It Does work. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I got soundboard working again. So. Um, so, go the ahead. one thing about the the credits is the the credit the the title of the Beast. The E was backwards, mm-hmm. like in what is that Cyrillic?
3: I don't. The Russian. Yes. The Russian alphabet, which is really fucked up.
2: But the in the rest of the credits, all the rest of the E's are just normal. I, I expected them to do that throughout but they show uh, are those dogs or are those wolves yeah.
3: Those are a pa- those are packs of wild a pack of wild dogs that are sleeping as the sun is coming up And we're in some village there's a Did you see the sand prayer. crawler in the village? I did see the sand crawler in the village. Yeah. No, seriously,
2: I it, there's something that looks exactly like a sand crawler <laughs> oh, in the village.
3: Okay. <laughs> All right. And They're in some just random Afghan village. There's a bunch of people that are milling about, kind of going through their daily routine. One guy is cleaning an old bolt-action rifle. Somebody's cooking. They're hurting some chickens. And then we hear... How are they
2: hurting the chickens, though? With sticks? Yeah, the the guy's got, like, this long stick. Probably a reed, almost. If it works... Yeah, and for some reason, I said a dude was hauling ass on an ass. Apparently, somebody was riding a donkey very quickly through the village. Excuse me. Okay. Um, but now we hear yes. what?
3: Now we hear the sound of jets. We never see the jets. We just <laughs> yeah, hear them.
2: That's, that's a way to keep the budget down.
3: Yes, and bombs, obviously, are they're being dropped by these jets because we see the explosions, and now we see three tanks rolling in, and as these three tanks are, are coming across the desert, its it says Afghanistan, 1981. So this is very, very early on. I believe... The Russians invaded Afghanistan in 79, which is why we boycotted the Moscow Olympics in 80.
2: Well, it said second year of the Russian invasion. So 79 would track.
3: All right. So the Mujah, Mujahideen, Mujahideen I don't even know. How you yeah, I'm not going to even try. Yep. Um, they had not been equipped yet with American hardware because I remember it was Charlie Wilson, which Charlie Wilson's war with Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks. They talk about getting them the Stinger missiles, which help bring down lots of airplanes and helicopters and turn the tide.
2: Well, Rambo but also had a big part of that as well. He did.
3: He did. And uh, Colonel Troutman, remember when, in, when you saw on ABC News, he was captured. <laughs> that was bad news for the country, man.
2: <laughs> but they're blowing up the village and it is causing hundreds of dollars in damage. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but we show the... Old, we show they show the aftermath and they're dead and wounded and dying. And there's a guy that he goes up the hill to some really old anti-tank weapon and he fires and he misses and he's trying to reload, but the tank gets a beat on him and he has to skedaddle out of there
2: and kaboom, the
3: the the tank fires a shell and obliterates the anti-tank weapon.
2: Um, yeah, and there's this is a little bit... Of an alternate use for this, but I, I think it still will be okay. Sure. So, these women come running out of nowhere. And uh-huh. h- how how do they attack? They are throwing rocks, but they are throwing like a woman. <laughs> on the tank, just like crack, hit, 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 hit. Yeah. <laughs> and I I didn't know this, and it it actually makes sense, so it's probably true. Apparently, there's a trap door on the bottom of tanks. Sure. And they drop a. I'm assuming it has to be sarin gas or some kind of chemical weapon. Some kind of gas. Yeah,
3: mustard. I did not know. And maybe this is a Russian thing that there were handheld weapons of mass destruction that could be used. That would be. I would be very nervous to have a grenade, especially a Russian-made grenade.
2: Quality control is not all that.
3: (laughs) Well, yeah, the quality control, and we get to that in this movie. Yeah, the but, failure
2: rate of one percent.
3: Yes, not, but not great. Not great. Uh, you know, I've I I bought from the surplus catalog. I bought a Russian Air Force like leather helmet with goggles and an oxygen mask from the eighties, and my brother-in-law, who was a flight officer in in the eighties, uh, off of an aircraft carrier on a E six Hawkeye, which is like a mini AWACS. He took a look at it and he goes, I can't believe that we that we were worried about these guys because their equipment was just so subpar, their training was subpar, the quality control was bad. Because the, think about it. The people that were putting together those grenades and shells were making the same amount of money as a doctor. And nobody was making any great money. So there's you, just you no said, in, yeah. there's no it's no incentive to do quality work.
2: But you said your your brother in law was on uh, Hawkeye, is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my brother was on a Trapper John, so slightly different. Okay.
3: <laughs> a Trapper John.
2: I didn't know not which way to go. Not a clinger. <laughs> no, not a clinger, not a VJ. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, they, he, they drop a smoker. That's why I call it. And, but apparently, it's not because there's a woman on top of the tank, and you know what happens to that woman?
3: Well, she dies from the, from the, inhaling the mustard gas. She did.
2: Yeah. <laughs> She's dead. And yeah. they open up the, the the top, and I'm assuming there's got to be some kind of a name for the top door. What is that called? The cupola? I don't the know. Cupola, the cupola hatch? Well, probably just a hatch. It's a cupola hatch. But when they open it up, she just rolls off. Yeah. And yeah. this is a thing that happens where... Um, and it happens a couple times during this film, is one of the guys, all the guys that are getting out of the tank are all wearing gas masks, but one of them immediately goes to, I'm assuming the water well for the village.
3: Yeah, and he poisons it.
2: It it I'm assuming that is a common tactic or was a common tactic.
3: Do you remember the the, 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 the miniseries, The Pacific? Yes. Um, And and I want to say it's episode five four or five with the invasion of Peleliu and they get up on the beach and they're dying. They're they, they, all these guys need water. They're in, they're invading the South Pacific Island and there's not enough water for all these soldiers. And they're all going around looking at canteens of the dead guys and they find this pool and they're like, Hey, we found, we, we found water. And there's guys filling up the, the canteens and all of a sudden somebody drags out, this giant goat head that the Japanese had thrown in there to spoil the water.
2: Yeah, I remember that.
3: And I I also remember Sergeant Rock comic books that I read. A lot of them took place in North Africa. And I remember them coming across oasises that were poisoned by the Nazis. So, yeah, I think what they're trying to do is just trying to make this village uninhabitable.
2: Right. And you would think, you know what a canary is for, right, in coal mining? Yes, and I would think that they, they would have something for that probably unfortunately probably a dog or something that they would have drink from a water supply to test things not not the villagers but military people.
3: Well, I don't know if the, but the I don't think the Afghans would have those types of resources to poison their water.
2: yeah I suppose that, that's probably true but
3: but yeah I mean they're fucking the place up. They're poisoning the water. They're killing the livestock. One guy takes out a flamethrower. That's you operating the flamethrower, isn't it? You bet your sweet ass it was. Yeah. Yeah. Was you. Yeah, and then let me tell you that, that that's one shit fuck crazy weapon you, you you do not want to be on the wrong side of.
2: No, I don't, don't know.
3: <laughs> once a time once upon a time in Hollywood.
2: Okay, yeah. I only made it through the first like twenty minutes of that. And actually, that is in the first 20 minutes, actually, of that movie. Now that you say that, I do remember that. Yeah, because
3: the second half, he actually uses the flamethrower, some people that are attacking his house. And it's that on YouTube, that scene cuts immediately to that scene, and it's fucked up, man. (laughs) I mean, that's really, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio is really using a flamethrower in that movie. It's awesome.
2: And then Uh, a guy comes running out from the, the place that just got set ablaze by the guy with the flamethrower.
3: Okay. Holy shit, Pickles. That guy's on fire. That's not CGI, folks. He's actually on fire.
2: Yeah. I watched that this week, so...
3: Oh, is that the first one or the second one? That's the second one. All right. But uh, another guy takes an RPG and takes out a mosque?
2: Yeah, that's actually... That's at the very very tail end of this part because first a guy throws a bomb into the building, blows up, and there's a guy who's shooting at the goats, but obviously they're blanks because he's shooting at the goats and none of them fall over. They just kind of scatter. And then the guy takes out the mosque with an RPG and they're asked, uh, the tanks are are asked to rejoin the column.
3: I think just the one tank is asked to rejoin the column. Yeah. Their tank, the beast, which I think just that tank, I think his tank is all these guys are fucking this place up and the rest of the tanks have pulled out and are moving out. No, there's two uh, tanks no, there at this point. That's right. There are there are two tanks there because a Mujah, Mujah, Mujahideen, I just refer to the The Muj, <laughs> uh, drops a Molotov cocktail in one tank, and the commander of our tank that we are most interested in swings his uh, gun around and takes him out.
2: And then, yeah, there's another of the Afghanis, that's what I call them at this point, has uh, another Molotov cocktail he's taken out, and But there's an Afghani who has the guy who ends up being the the main character dead to rights, and he pulls the trigger. And what happens?
3: Click. Yeah. And then he says, he said, but he says Masa, which I think is mercy.
2: Okay. Which is different from the thing that comes up later. Yes. Another guy guy whacks him.
3: Kaminsky. You owe me one.
2: Yeah. And he, Kaminsky, I, I never refer to him as. Kaminsky, I refer to I him know as something else.
3: <laughs> yeah, brake fluid
2: guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'll come up. But they drag the, the Afghani that Kaminsky knocked out over to the tank and the head dude. I call him the captain. I mean, what is his actual rank? Is it captain as a commander? I
3: I I always refer to him as his name, Pascal. Okay. But I think I, I would think that he's a sergeant. He wouldn't be he wouldn't be a lieutenant. Even though they refer to him as Sir I think he's a sergeant.
2: But what does he want it's never, it's the other people really, to do?
3: They want, it, they want to put him underneath the track. And they don't have to put him under the track. <laughs> he willingly goes.
2: Yeah, he smiles and he just assumes the position. Yes. And then we are introduced to the person I just refer to as the translator.
3: Okay. And he, I have him as interpreter. His name His name comes up later on in my, in my notes.
2: But he asks uh, the other villagers where the other rebels are. And he has this back and forth. And his translation is much less likely to piss off the Russians.
3: Right. Because the this is where we first have to start reading the, uh, <laughs> the subtitles. And like I said before, 50% of this movie was in subtitles. I did not know this going into this movie.
2: So interesting fact is this movie was released in two versions. I yes. Know, and one version was subtitled and the other one was not.
3: Which would make this movie very confusing if it were not.
2: I, I think it would be, obviously, I'm. it would be tough to do having seen it, but watching it and trying to parse it out yourself, what they're saying, would present its own challenges but also kind of make it interesting in its own way. I suppose. But a bunch of women come running up, and one of but hold, them... Hold
3: on a sec- but hold on a second. The, the interpreter and the guy who's about to get run over by the tank... When he's asked where the rebels are, he says, they are all around you. And then the interpreter says to the tank commander, oh, yeah, he doesn't know where they are. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: he is or actually one of all these women run up. One of them is the wife of one of the guys under the tracks. And what is this guy, the guy that's under the tracks? What is his title?
3: Um. I don't know. Khan.
2: Yeah, he currently is Khan.
3: He is currently the Khan. Yes. Yeah. They beg for mercy, and the tank commander says, this is what happens to Rebels. And Korverchenko, who is Jason Patrick, he's the driver, and he hesitates. He doesn't want to do this. I mean, he's he's more of a pacifist, but I also think he's – I can't tell if, if he is a political, the, the political officer, because I I know that in a lot of units, they would insert political off op- political officers to make sure that their communism is kept in check.
2: Well, he's the tank scribe. Yes. He, he has to, you know, take notes of all the shit that happens. And the, the woman, I think she spits on him, but she does call the interpreter a traitor. Hmm. And, uh, Kovachenko, whatever his name is, uh, doesn't want to do it, but eventually he does. And Because it, his
3: commander slaps him in the back of the head.
2: It's fucking brutal. Yeah. It, and it's not as brutal as when they show it later, but it's still brutal. And now the, the tanks are, they're driving out of the village. And yes, their, t- their tank
3: is way behind the other tanks.
2: Right, and they get to a, a place where they can go left or they can go right. Yep.
0: Here I am. Hey, just a cotton picking minute. This don't look like the Coachella Valley to me. Hmm. I knew I should have
1: taken that left turn at Albuquerque.
2: Yeah, they take a right turn. <laughs> yes, they do.
3: And, but, the, but the Muj are right above them and immediately they go, that tank is lost.
2: Yeah. They know that the tank is not going where it's supposed to be going. And mm-hmm. one of the rebels smiles, but he says that they need help. And this is the guy who is Mustafa.
3: Mustafa. Sunglasses.
2: Yeah. And I, I should have pulled a lion cling. Bleh, lion yes. King I clip, was thinking
3: the same. I was thinking the same thing.
2: I'm not familiar enough with that to actually do that. And I wasn't willing to do that research time.
3: No, I watched the whole movie to get a decent Mustafa clip.
2: Yeah, it wasn't a porn clip. It was worth watching seven hours worth of shit to sure, get a 10, sure. clip.
3: Yes, but absolutely. Back but the in, Mouj, yeah. they, go, they go back to the village. Or No, not not that mooge. Basically, the villagers, the male villagers from that village, they come back.
2: Yeah, I was confused at this point, too, because I thought these were the rebels. No, it's these are not the rebels that come back into the town.
3: No, these are just guys that live there in the village.
2: And the women are all just wailing. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. these are brothers, fathers, sons, and, mm-hmm. and at this point saying, this is really not a happy film that Doug picks. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Yeah. But one guy who we find out is kind of our main Afghan character in this movie, he finds a baby and he gives it to the woman who was begging for mercy. and She's kind of the main woman
2: yes. in this movie, right? which
3: I, is not saying much. But he gives the baby to the woman and he says, you are now its mother.
2: And the uncle shows up here and he he pulls, actually, this is kind of jumbled here, but the older guy, an uncle, he pulls his nephew away and he says to, to the nephew, to Taj, what Taj is. And what is Taj now?
3: Taj is now the Khan of the village.
2: Khan number 2.
3: <laughs> All right. But we hear some gunshots and everybody's kind of high on high alert, but there's some dudes that are rolling in on some motorcycles. Yes. And Mustafa comes in. He's got the sunglasses. He is obviously, he's a rebel. Well, you think he's a rebel. He's sort of more in in it for himself than anything else.
2: He's more of a but mercenary he, than a true yeah, rebel. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he 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 says, "Hey, we come in peace." And he says, "Greetings, cousin." So Mustafa and Taj Khan, or Khan Taj, Taj Khan, Khan Taj, Khan Taj, are cousins, and the uncle is not happy to see him, and so they frisk him down, or they say, "You know, drop your weapons." Yes, then for they a
2: truce frisk- after he drops his weapons.
3: Yes, but then they frisk him down and they find a hidden pistol. Pistol, and Mustafa says, "Yes, cousin, have faith in Allah, and always keep a hidden pistol." And, and what does ca- Mustafa do here? I don't know. I have that ca- that Kaj Contage Ta- really wants to shoot him.
2: Well, Mustafa lights up a heater and says, "Hey, the tank is lost, and we know where it is." Okay. And where is? Oh,
3: he says, "Yeah, I know of it." He says, "It's there's one way in and one way out."
2: And and what is the the place that the tank is now? What is it called?
3: I bet I don't have.
2: Valley of the Jackal. All right. And um so Mustafa is a scavenger. Yeah. And and how do you know that he's a scavenger? What does he do? Well,
3: he says, help us, and we'll split the booty. And Contage says, I will not fight with a scavenger who steals gold teeth. And before you play the clip, uh huh. This this is a clip that comes from the Pacific. This is what immediately made me think of it made me think of this in a previous episode prior to this clip in the Pacific, there's a guy named snafu. And we see this, we see a couple of other people that after battles, they go around and they are taking their K bar knives and knocking out gold teeth out of the Japanese. Yes. dead. And our protagonist in that series, Eugene sledge is disgusted by it. But later on, is that Malik? Remy Malik? Remy Malik is snafu. Okay. Sledge is the kid from Jurassic Park. Okay, sure. Who almost gets electrocuted on the fence. Yes. Later on, after he's seeing people that are beloved to him getting killed, he becomes completely disenfranchised with everything, and he goes to get himself some booty. What you doing, Sledgehammer?
0: I thought I'd bag me some trapped gold. You don't
3: want to do that. Why not? I saw you
0: do it. Don't. You shouldn't do it. The germs. Doc Caswell says all these dead nips have germs.
2: So before you go on and just give a, a slight pause here to give you know our, our 12 audience members a chance to answer this for for themselves, I'm assuming, you, well, I know you know. I don't even have to assume. I know you know. But what does snafu stand for?
3: Situation normal, all fucked up.
2: Thanks for that pause,
3: as I asked for immediately oh, before it took. I, I literally
2: said, pause before you oh, said
3: Sorry. <laughs> yes. It's but, that shot of Maker's Mark. It's Craig speaking through me. <laughs> okay.
2: But um, the, the, as, as I said, uh, Mustafa is a modern. Afghani and Taj is is most certainly not. And
3: and when we say modern, the, we're using that word very loosely.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, and the, the whole idea of a modern Afghanistan comes up later with the translator. But yes. um, we get a shot of... The nephew's brother who was the the Khan before
3: well the, hold on a second this is where taj said when he says well I'm, I'm gonna have to go talk to the Khan to see if that's okay and that's when the woman informs him that that was her brother and he was martyred by the tank and that's when his uncle says oh now you're the Khan." okay that's when that's when the uncle says it yeah and they go to see uh what's left of the body
2: it's it. You would not even be able to identify that as a body. It, it basically is hamburger.
3: We see that in Band of Brothers. I think. Is it Band of Brothers? I think it's Band of Brothers in the Normandy episode where the tanks are rolling, and it's at the very end of the second episode, and tanks are going over a body, and you just see kind of it. Every time a tank goes over it, it's like jelly.
2: Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's bad. But the the widow has an RPG.
3: She's not the widow. She's the. That was her brother.
2: Oh, is it? I thought it was. I thought it was the widow. Okay, well, no. I refer to her as the widow. But uh, and Mustafa says he knows how to use it. Yes, and he's lying.
3: No, of course he is.
2: <laughs> but Taj says that he is a stone in Allah's sling, and there's yes. a lot of. references to David and Goliath
3: here several times, David and Goliath. Well, it's interesting that the, the parallels that Christianity and Islam have.
2: Yeah. I, I I did. I don't know enough about Islam to, to reference that.
3: Yeah. But I mean, what's, what's interesting is David and Goliath. David was a Jew. (laughs) I mean, maybe in the Quran he's not, but, In the Bible. So you you wouldn't think
2: that he would be a hero in the Koran? No. That's true. I I wouldn't have even thought that way. But now we go back to the the tank. And for for the rest of this film, it is just a tank. There's no longer tanks. It is a tank.
3: It is just a tank, yes.
2: And it is a just desolate, desolate area. And for as far as you can see... What is the only thing that is there? Sand. I don't like sand. It's coarse and
1: rough and irritating. And it gets everywhere. Not like here. Here everything is soft.
2: And smooth. Not the worst Star Wars I've heard this week, by the way. (laughs)
3: All right, but they stop and uh the commander of the tank what does he pull out? He pulls out a map. And it's a bad map. What else does he have?
2: Um Oh. Uh, is that where you want that here?
3: Yes. He's got a bad map. Bad dates. I don't know why I thought of that.
2: I when you said the map, I thought you were talking about the map that was burned that was missing a huge yes. fucking section of it.
3: There's a huge section of the map that's burned.
2: So I I only noticed that later when they get to the 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 canyon,
3: right? But he relieves for some reason Samad, that's the name of the interpreter.
2: He, but he just, he asks he asks the the translator Samad how to get to where?
3: Kandahar Road.
2: And for some reason this reminded me of the road to Deshambe
3: Deshambe isn't that what it is from spies like us uh, you've seen that more recently than i have
2: and you're not missing a whole No,
3: lot. i we watched the first 15 minutes of it and i thought to myself this is an absolutely ridiculous movie
2: there are worse films out there so um but we also found out that find out that the, the Molotov cocktail even though it didn't appear to do much damage to the tank it did damage at least one thing the radio the transmitter of their radio they can yes. still receive but they they can't transmit and th- after the whole thing with the map what does the captain do to the translator
3: he relieves him of duty for incompetence and he has it out for he has it out for this guy well
2: big because he's an afghan yes afghani is it afghan no, that's that's a, um, that's a rug. dog. Yeah. Afghani. Afghani, yeah. And he prom- prom- promotes the driver, uh, Kovachenko. hmm. And gives him a battlefield commendation. So Jason Patrick's military role or rank or whatever in this film has a lot of ups and downs in a very short period of time. Sure does. She <laughs> sure gets promoted, a commendation gets demoted, da 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 da. And Kovachenko, and this is where we're trying to, we're, we're given a, a piece of knowledge to basically show that Kovachenko is kind of a, a good guy because he's looking out for the best interests of the translator.
1: Yes? Just say yes, sir, and keep it out of his way. I think okay. I pretty good. Why did that rebel we ran over laugh at me? He wasn't laughing at you, he was happy. Such men believe if they die in a holy war, they will go to paradise. You believe that? After university, I'm not sure what I believe.
2: You know, this film is interesting to watch now because it came out in 1988, right? This film, with absolutely no changes, plays differently any time after 2005.
3: I agree. Yeah. Because we were in Afghanistan. Right. Mired down. Uh, just like the Russians were. And it's interesting. Well, we'll talk about it later on when he talks about why he's, why that the interpreter uh, Samad is doing what he's doing. Right. It's, it's, it's some very interesting parallels uh, with what happened recently, but uh, Golikov and he's referred to as Golikoff and he's referred to as Anton. That's um Stephen Baldwin's character. Yeah. Who's a goofy fucker. I just call him Baldwin, I, so. <laughs> okay. I think the only time I've ever seen him do anything like super serious is probably Usual Suspects.
2: And even that has kind of a comedic element yes. to his role. The
3: lineup. Isn't he isn't he the one that does the thing, the funny thing in the lineup?
2: Uh, well, we'll find out later. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> okay. so all right.
3: But Kaminsky, and Kaminsky is the other guy. Sagolikov is the the bow gunner, and Kaminsky is the gun the the gunner. And I think they use Samad as a, the loader. Mm-hmm. They turn on some some really great Russian rock and roll music, right. And Kaminsky starts dancing and he yells out, I need a woman. And somebody says, maybe you'll find another sheep. And he says, maybe I will.
2: (laughs) And he's, he's doing the very rock and roll thing where he's on the top of the tank and he has the turret kind of as his proxy penis.
3: Right. This is before the uh, Russians were introduced to Billy Joel (laughs) and blue and Levi blue jeans. (laughs) Have you ever seen the clip where Billy Joel is playing in, in Moscow and just goes fucking berserk ape shit, and starts tearing the stage apart. No. I mean, he's knocking over pianos and smashing guitars. Just it's kind of creepy.
2: Well, did he start the fire?
3: He did. Okay. He did start the fire. <laughs> but, but uh Korvenchenko, he's kind of inspecting the the tank because that's his job as the driver. He's also somewhat of a mechanic. And what does he find in the
2: tracks? He pulls a hand Yes and uh, a, a bomb goes off and the captain state or the, the head guy, sorry stays out and everybody else jumps in the tank as they're firing it up. The captain has balls of steel.
3: yes. George DeZunda, who dropped 50 pounds. And worked out like a motherfucker to get this role. Oh,
2: he campaigned hard to get this role.
3: Did you read all of the IMDb notes on um IMDb IMDb on this about this movie?
2: Some of them. I don't know if I read all of them. If you read all of them, it would have taken you about fifteen seconds. Okay, then I probably did. <laughs> yeah, that's how I knew he campaigned hard to get this film. <laughs> yeah. But the the rebels are shooting. What good are bullets going to do against a tank?
3: it's like spitballs
2: and then uh Mustafa just completely wastes an rpg yeah he's
3: just he's kind of looking at it and has it at his hip he doesn't even have it on his shoulder does he no i think he's he's got it down on his side right he's trying to look at it and can't figure it out and pulls the trigger by accident they have a limited number of rockets
2: right yeah exactly and tar says he's the con and he has the will of Allah to kill the tank. So nobody besides him is supposed to kill the tank.
3: Right. He demands the RPG and Mustafa reluctantly gives it up, but his uncle is hitting the leg.
2: Yeah. He catches some shrapnel. Mm-hmm. And the uncle says that this is his trial. And you know, you are a hunter or hunter adjacent, at least I've, I've hunted, right? I am not. And I'm especially not a tracker. Mm-hmm. I could track this tank.
3: <laughs> <laughs> sure, you could.
2: <laughs> Sand got these big fucking tracks. Uh huh. Not that hard.
3: Yeah. Puts up a big trail of dust as it's driving across across the desert.
2: And but there are people walking towards what? Okay. British band.
3: Oh. <laughs> They come to an oasis. Yes.
2: And yeah, one guy starts drinking and another guy sees footprints and immediately knows that it was poisoned.
3: They see the poison canister in the weeds, not five feet away from the oasis. And yeah, he (laughs) did. Yeah. Step into a Slim Jim. Yeah, he's dead.
2: And the the tank is watching from, I, I don't know how far away they are.
3: I would say 200
2: yards. But the the top guy is pissed that only one of them drank from it. And it's like, why didn't you?
3: Because they're pissed at Samad because Samad was the one that was ordered to poison. And he did a shitty job of hiding the poison canister.
2: Well, he just kind of went around the bend and dropped it.
3: Right. And. And, Go ahead. uh, They say fire a frag, which there's different types of tank shells. I didn't know if you knew this.
2: I figured it out because they look different.
3: Right. Well, you've got the the frags which sh- shoot out while well, create a lot of shrapnel or they shoot out flechettes um that create a lot of damage against infantry. They've got HE which is high explosive which is going to create a large fireball. In World War 2, the 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 um US tanks you used uh they called it woolly P or white phosphorus which Ugh. is is a chemical that <laughs>
2: it's going to burn as like soon a as motherfucker. As it makes, it,
3: <laughs> As soon as it makes contact with oxygen, it burns. And if it lands on you, it burns and burns and burns. Almost like uh, the acid from an alien in Alien. Mm-hmm. And then they've got the Cibot, uh or Sabot, which is a tank round, anti-tank round, which it's a shaped charge that once it makes contact with the armor of the tank, I think it creates like a fireball that opens up a hole into the tank. And then shoots a stream of liquid molten metal into the tank. Just what's that called? Everything sabot. S a b o t sabot or sabot. It's, it's a French term. Okay, because I, I think...
2: was trying to do a like a Valeris thing, which I couldn't get to.
3: All right, um, but uh, it's a misfire, and they say everybody out of the tank.
2: Yeah, and the the translator says that the shell looked fine to him, mm-hmm. and this is the head guy notes this and thinks that the translator messed with it. And they, they say how often a misfire happens and how often does a misfire happen?
3: One in every 100. That's not
2: great quality control.
3: Yeah. Some bad Russian tech there.
2: And apparently it is the loaders responsibility to unload. And who was the loader?
3: That was Samad. No, no. Oh, was it, was it, um, Anton?
2: It was Baldwin. Okay. And He's on deck, and he's supposed to go fix it. The only problem is he doesn't have to have the keys to the tank, so he has to ask for them. hmm
1: Give me the fucking keys, you fucking docksucker, motherfucker! Knock it <laughs> off! Get back!
2: <laughs> it's a great movie. It is. But Baldwin's character has never done it before. And the, the translator offers, but Kovachenko says the translator doesn't know how to do it, and he will do it.
3: Yes. So
2: three people go to the tank. Who are the three people?
3: Uh, Samad, Korvenchenko, and Pascal.
2: Yes. And then the rebels are looking at their guy who drank the poison water and back at the tank. Uh, Pascal goes in first. Then the main character and excuse me, Uh, Samad
3: does not go in, because Pascal and Korvachenko have this conversation. Just tell me one thing,
1: Korvachenko. Why do you stick up for the Afghan?
2: See, he said Afghan. Because he's doing the best he can, sir. That's what worries me.
0: Yeah,
1: he, yeah, (laughs) yeah, he just, he. I've seen it. Just keep your head on straight.
3: That loud sound? Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah. pulls it and releases the shell. And expects Korvenchenko, without knowing that it's coming, to catch it as it gets ejected. A live round. Yeah. That The primer has been hit. And we, yeah. Um, but they lose sight of the Mouge. And so what do they do with that live round?
2: Well, the captain, it, it, he first he's signaling to the other guys. He's given like the hand signals mm-hmm. thing. And they're all, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. But eventually they all get... Back to the tank and then they, they booby trap the misfired shell. And this is the first of at least two times that they do this during this film. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. They put a grenade, they bury it, they dig out some sand, put a grenade underneath the round, and then leave the round. Because just the Viet Cong did it in Vietnam where they would find unused ordnance or anything that the Americans left behind and took advantage of it and turned it into booby traps.
2: And the the tank is on the move again. And the rebels are basically doing the equivalent. This is probably heresy. They're basically sitting Shiva over their dead guy. And mm-hmm. somebody pulls up the misfire and isn't Kaboom. killed. No, but- he's
3: not killed. That's right. Which I guess I don't know if the grenade would ignite the round.
2: Uh, it didn't in this case. And no. it, uh, probably the round actually in a way protected the guy
3: from the grenade. From sure. the grenade, sure. And yeah, it fucks him up. He's not dead; he's just wounded. And as the they basically decide, well, we've got to leave him behind. We can't take him with us. And he sits up. And what does Mustafa
2: do? Well, he does in a second. Mustafa says to to Taj to Khan that your uncle is hurt too, and he should stay with the guy that just got fucked up by the grenade. <laughs> yeah. And the uncle says that seeing the tank blow up will heal his wounds. How the fuck does that work? <laughs> but the the rebels are leaving food and water with the dying guy. And the dying guy sits up and then he, he says something to God. And then Mustafa pulls out a pistol and just kills him.
3: Right. Have you ever seen the movie Attack Force Z? Probably not. I've it's heard of it. Sam Neill, Mel Gibson... Um, it used to be on Amazon prime. Now you can watch it on YouTube. Maybe in the near future, we'll be watching it on YouTube. Okay. It's not at your library. Okay. Um, but this happens very early on in the movie where a guy gets wounded and they got to leave him behind and they waste him because if he gets captured, he's going to spill the beans. That's not the case in this situation, but this guy just, he knows he's dead. Yeah, I mean, he's he not going to survive this, yeah. Yeah, but what's going on with the tank tracks?
2: Um, I don't know that. All I know is in my notes it says it's nighttime and the twin suns are setting.
3: Yeah, the wind is covering up the tank tracks. Okay,
2: okay. And yes. then there's a bunch of dogs running around, and the women <laughs> are throwing rocks at the dogs as they find a grave. Whose grave is this? I don't know. I don't know. But the women are following the tr- tank tracks as well, mm-hmm. and the rebels come upon a holy man, and he's got this huge fire going.
3: Yes. Kind it, of a weird part. Kind of a it's kind of a weird uh, going into the cave to meet your destiny destiny moment in this movie.
2: Yeah, but the, the holy man is talking about the beast. The tank and and this is where I, I I caught up to what you were saying they they lost sight of the the tank tracks and it just says yeah they suck <laughs> yeah but the tank has stopped for the day and uh, Baldwin has a torch and he and uh, soon Kaminsky. to be named brake fluid guy
3: <laughs> Kaminsky they're fixing something they're heating up Treads. some sort of rod to, and they're beating it with a sledgehammer to try and bend it Daskal he's got some night vision goggles. Uh, probably pretty shitty Russian tech, Uh, and Samad and Korvachenko are playing chess, and they have this conversation. See,
1: It is called Pashtunwali. It's the code of honor. Pashtunwali. Hmm. What are you doing? Three obligations. First, Milmastia, hospitality. Milmastia. Second, Badal, revenge. Badal. Third, they the obligation to give um, sanctuary to all those who ask. To all? All? Even the enemy. All. What if I kill your brother, and you come for Badal, revenge, and I ask for uh, Nanawati? Then I would be obligated to feed, clothe, and protect you. It's incredibly civilized. What is it, Nana Wati? Nana Wate. Nana Wate.
0: Could you tell me where the nuclear vessels are?
3: <laughs> Was waiting for that. Yeah,
2: that's obviously going to come up again later. And as you said, the captain is is using night vision. Yes. And
3: but Samad, Samad looks over at him with concern in his eyes, and korvinchenko says to him, "You can transfer when we get back." Yeah. Samad says, "I will win his." Re- oh, you have a clip? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Aslan,
1: when we get back, you got transferred out of this tank. I will win his respect in time. Listen to me. When the old man gets on your back, there's no way to shake him off. My dear Constantine, I regard this abuse as the price I must pay to learn. I love Afghanistan, but we are a flea in the tail of a bear. You must join the 20th century, and when Afghans accept that, I would be there, knowing technology and Russian. So you're a patriot? Yes. Well, so is that rebel. He wanted to keep things the way they've always been. I wish I believed in something that much. I envy be him. Then why did you crush him? Because I had no choice. You always have a choice.
2: And during this whole time they're having this conversation, which is setting up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. What is going on between Baldwin and the other guy?
3: Uh, <laughs> they're looking at a picture of Kaminsky's or Baldwin's girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Um, is she like thirteen?
2: I I don't know. I I don't think they actually show the picture.
3: They do show the picture, and that's that's because it's there's a question: is is this nudity a black and white picture that is very small that shows a girl? With zero boobs, two BBs on a breadboard.
2: Okay, so I I didn't even notice that. You're gonna but...
3: have you'll have to go back and see it, and then come back next week and say and tell me if that's nudity in the movie or not. But uh, Daskal, the sergeant, or as you keep referring to him, the as captain, the captain, <laughs> he breaks up the fight because Kaminsky does not want to give uh, the picture back to. Anton. He's got two names, Anton and Golikov. We'll just call him Anton the rest of the movie.
2: Baldwin. Yes. And and also, uh, Kaminsky, uh, Captain, takes uh, something from Kaminsky. What does he take?
3: His canteen.
2: What is this?
0: Break fluid!
1: No wonder they don't work.
3: <laughs> keeps me steady on the gun, sir. I, I filter it through bread and don't get out all the shit. And then I put in raisins and sugar and I put it out in the sun. And it ferments in a couple of days, gets a pretty good kick.
2: For the rest of this podcast, I just refer to him as Break Fluid Guy.
3: <laughs> break Fluid Guy. But Korvanshenko uh, Cor- wants to write him up in his little notebook. And Pascal says. He made one mistake. He's the best gunner in the in the division. And Kormachenko says, sorry, man, it's already done. Dasko grabs his little diary or his notebook and tears the page out.
2: And the, the captain actually, oddly enough, breaks out into song at this point. He does? Let it go. Let <laughs> it go. Yeah. And the guy that drank the brake fluid, he threatens basically our hero. I don't know if you want to call him that. I mean, is he the hero? Is he the protagonist of this story?
3: He's the protagonist in this story.
2: Yes. But he throws it right back at him. And then there is an attack,
3: a grenade, a grenade goes off. It's an ambush. And they yell, everybody get under the tank. Kaminsky. No, not Kaminsky, Anton Baldwin. He gets hit. Yeah. And they're underneath the tank. And I'll tell you what, the sergeant is taking his sweet ass time to open up that bottom hatch, isn't he?
2: <laughs> yeah. He's not he's not in any kind of hurry. And No. Mustafa wants to blow up the tank and Taj does not. But the grenade go actually this is a point you you already covered. The grenade go, went under the tank and Baldwin is hit and then there's a grenade that blows up on top of the tank as they're piling in and firing right. up. And there is a startup procedure apparently for these tanks you have to do this then that then the other thing and in a way it kind of reminded me of Apollo 13 where they have the startup sequence because they have mm-hmm. limited amount of voltage or amperage or whatever sure but uh, the gunner
3: they only got 43 gigawatts yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> It's uh, 1.28.
3: 1.28 gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> gigawatts, yes.
2: But the the gunner can't see because of the fire. Mm-hmm. And in R- the RPG is fired. A second RPG, I think this is number two, is fired yes. by the Rebels. It's a miss.
3: It's a miss. Still, They still don't have that whole sight system down, do they?
2: No. And the tank rolls away. And why is it that they exit through the bottom of the tank when they get to where they're going? Why don't they I don't know. go up through the top? I mean, they're I'm not sure it would seem much easier to come out through the top hatch than the bottom hatch.
3: Maybe if they're if they think they're being
2: watched by the Afghan rebels, I suppose. Yeah, that makes sense. But that
3: if they come out the bottom and they sneak away and at first I didn't know what this was that they were putting out, but it turns out to be motion sensors. Yes.
2: No, I thought they were setting up. Uh, I thought they were setting more traps.
3: No, it's their motion sensors. And I'm surprised I didn't pull the uh aliens. Doop, doop,
2: doop. Yep. Yeah, that's bad. I'm I'm not even gonna pull that for next week. Fuck it. No, mm-hmm. don't do that one. No, don't do that
3: one. Yeah. Um
2: But they're but, gonna uh, stay put until when? The morning. Right, till first light. But <laughs> they ask, hey, <clears throat>
3: hey, anybody got any water? And they're like, Uh sorry, we left that behind also with all of our rations.
2: <laughs> yeah. They have no food, no water break fluid guy has to take a piss
3: right but Daskal says hey we don't need it and this is when he starts talking about being hit in Mongolia yeah so this guy he's he talks a couple of times about his past war experiences
2: yeah he, he says they will stay in the tank yeah we're safe in here
1: my tanks have been hit by everything in Mongolia once RPG. Direct hit. Commander, gunner and turret went flying. (laughs) I drove the rest of the tank back to our lines.
2: These tanks today are better. Much better. You know, the acting in this film is solid across Mm -hmm. the board. There's nobody that does Well, maybe except for some of the Afghani women. (laughs) But for the most part, you look at any of the roles, the acting in this film is solid.
3: Yeah, I agree.
2: I mean, you put this in a different year and you put this film with a proper uh, advertisement push. This could have been a bigger film.
3: Oh I agree. I agree. I remember reading about this movie when it came out or when it was co- going to come out and then it just kind of disappeared like for several years out. and then all of a sudden I, I found it on the shelf at Blockbuster. I was like, oh yeah, this movie I've totally forgot about that. Yeah. So uh we get we have like a tracker and we see some movement from,
2: they're inside the fucking room, man. <laughs> Not gonna do that one either. Come on. <laughs> no, the proximity detector shows that they're surrounded, but they can't see anything. And why can't they see anything? Because their infrared is broken. But we just saw the, the Pascal guy. Mm-hmm. He, it did somehow between then and now his night vision goggles got busted or did they just he run out of juice he's, or
3: well, it's they, I can't remember what, if it was a book or if it was a movie or something that Eastern Bloc tank commanders did not ride outside of the hatch. Um, whereas American and Israeli and Western tank commanders stood in the hatch to be able to command the tank properly. So maybe they're afraid of being infiltrated and, and having him pop out of the hatch and have have a grenade dropped in. I don't know. But he oh. says, go 360, fire everything. And they fire everything. Tank cannon, machine gun. They got a flamethrower on this fucking tank.
2: Yeah, it, it, it seems like a... Mid forties, early fifties, failing prostate flamethrower. Yeah, a
3: little bit. <laughs> the stream
2: is not great on the no, flamethrower.
3: It's, it's not. But, but uh they say, Hey, everything is dead. There's no more movement, and they tell Samad to go out and take a look.
2: So at this point uh and by the way, Jen noped out on this film. <laughs> no interest. From the very beginning? Yeah. When I when I read the description yeah, no. Yeah, she's okay. not watching this. Um, All right. At this point, I had I had an idea of what this was. I was I was not correct. I thought it was going to be dogs or, I, that's or wolves.
3: I I, th- I thought the same thing.
2: I did not realize they had deer yeah. in, in Afghanistan.
3: <laughs> uh yeah, I did. Were they dick dicks or something? But uh, but Samad goes out. He he stumbles. He's got an AK-47. He fires at some shadows. Um. He tells. Kaminsky, the gunner, to stand down, and for Korvinchenko to go sit in the gunner's position. Yep. And he says, "Hey, put some odd in your sights.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shoot him." Yeah, but you know, Korvinchenko um, questions this and is immediately demoted. And he gives him the the head guy gives him one more chance. Pascal gives him one more chance to kill the translator, and he refuses again. And the the translator jumps back in and it is uh, it's if they could not if the rebels could not track them because of the wind basically obscuring their their tank tracks.
3: Oh, they're going to find all, them now. They're going to be able to find them now. It's a big ruckus and before we find out what it was that the tank took out, I think we should go to the lobby. Huh. Okay.
1: Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to
2: get ourselves a treat. I shouldn't have to explain to you why I want a hole in the bottom of the popcorn box.
3: <laughs>
2: it's none of your fucking business. Just do it, okay?
3: I'm not reaching in all the way. <laughs> Maybe if for- you put if you put extra butter in there, it would make it easier. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't know if do you think uh, a <laughs> movie theater uh, liquid butter in the pee hole is going to feel good? <laughs>
3: <laughs> that might burn a little. It bit. might cause
2: an infection. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So back to the movie. So w- did we say what was it? I, I no. we did
3: say no. I I did no, say deer. We, no, you didn't say deer. I did say deer. No, you said I said before we. I find said out I what said we that,
2: didn't know. I didn't know that there were deer. In Afghanistan. Oh, the,
3: yes, you're right. Okay. They ask Samad, how many dead? And he's like, it was a herd of deer, sir.
2: But you got to figure, they're they're short on rations. That should be
3: food, right? Sure. Why not? Yes. No. Why? Go grab one of those things and get the back straps out of them. Yeah. I mean, you, there's got to be something
2: recoverable food-wise there.
3: Sure. But it's the next day. <laughs>
2: Uh, Matt and Doug trope, yeah. The and next the moose,
3: the moose find all these deer dead, and they go, oh, fucking Russians!
2: They killed just to kill." Right, and the the tank is at a water source, and the translator it's a river.
3: They're, they're at a river.
2: It's yeah, a river, and the translator is washing his face. And well, we, he
3: has to he has to wash. he has to, he has to cleanse himself because what is it? four times a day, five times a day that they have to, well, it's not the prayer thing yet. Well, but you have to, what you have to bathe yourself before you bow towards Mecca.
2: Okay. That I, 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 but that all kind of ties together, but Mm -hmm. the, the tank is, is leaking oil.
3: Yeah. Not as it's not as bad as it's going to leak oil.
2: (laughs) You know? Oh no, not nearly as bad. And (laughs) the, the head guy, Pascal says something about raising the snorkel and seal mm-hmm. the cannon. Yeah. Because th- that to me means they're going across the river. Right. And now the the, the translator is, is praying.
3: He's put out his prayer rug. He's got his uh, mitt beanie that they wear on. And <clears throat> Daskal tells him to stop.
2: Right. And <laughs> well, brake fluid guy... <laughs> Is is pissing and smoking a heater in the river, mm-hmm. and yeah, the the captain tells uh, the translator, translator, the translator, um, to stop praying, and the the translator he questions this. Yes, I'm in
1: my prayers, sir. Get up, sir. If I'm able to reconcile dialectical materialism and Allah, isn't that my business? Why do you not trust me, sir? You know I'm a member of the party. My son is in the cultural exchange in Moscow, so do you think I would compromise my son?
2: I said get up.
3: See how deep the river is.
2: And, and how does he want to find out how deep the river is?
3: Uh, he wants uh, Samad to go walk in the river. Basically, re- walk. he walks right through where Kaminsky was pissing.
2: Yeah, and it, it reminded that's me a never, lot that's, of...
3: That's never happened on a canoe trip on no. the river before. Never.
2: Well, a lot of times that's intentional, though. <laughs>
3: I, believe, I do believe the very first year that we went... Uh then there's video evidence of this of Egg Fu lying in the river literally lying <laughs> on his back the river's what and a foot deep and he's like oh this is so relaxing and the camera pans up 15 feet and there's beautiful penis peeing down river
2: Oh yeah well a lot of times you'll oh we have an opportunity <laughs> and you'll see someone run up river just to uh-huh. piss to buddy fuck somebody that's in the river Sure
3: sure Absolutely.
2: But the translator says the river is cold, and the the head guy wants to know what the bottom of the river is.
3: Mud or stone? And he says, I, th- I believe it's stone, sir. All right. Thank you very much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And pretty much
3: step into a slim gym. Yeah, he's dead. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and uh, Kovachenko writes this in his record, and mm-hmm. the, the tank starts across the river, and as they're going across the river, the head guy is defending his actions.
1: Yes. If you were a commander, you would have done the same thing. Samad was waiting for his chance to deliver this tank to the enemy. I was too smart for him. And I didn't study philosophy. And I read your dossier, Mr. Intellectual. What would you say uh, your record says about you? That I think for myself. You think for yourself. When I was eight years old defending Stalingrad, I didn't think for myself. When the motherland asked for our lives, we gave. My father didn't think of himself, he gave. My mother didn't think of herself, she gave. My brother didn't think of himself, he gave. My comrades tied a rope around my waist and, and lowered me on top of Nazi tanks. I stuffed Molotovs under, under turret and cannon and... Then they pulled me up again. Eight years old! They called me Tank Boy. I took a lot of Nazi tanks. A lot. And over the years, I've learned to smell the trade.
2: This reminded me of another film, a film I guarantee we won't do. I don't know if it's even eligible. It's a Cameron film.
3: Mm, Not sure.
2: It is uh, probably the least successful of Cameron's films. Once he became a known person.
3: I still don't know.
2: Uh, First use of CGI in a Cameron film.
3: Not The Abyss.
2: Yeah, The Abyss.
3: That is eligible. Oh, is it? It is. I believe it's 89.
2: But it, where uh, Kyle Reese's character is is kind of going off the rails a little bit.
3: Is this where he's cutting his arm? Yes. Slicing up his arm?
2: And he's justifying his actions because of his paranoia. Mm-hmm. It, it reminded me of that a little bit. I really like that movie. The end was a little bit hokey. Yeah, the end sucks, but but the movie
3: is the rest of the movie is super solid.
2: And you know, bonus Mary Elizabeth Mastrantonio's dead well, boobs. Dead boobs. Does, yeah. it, does it count if she's dead? <laughs> it does. It she's does. revised, are revived by Ed Harris slapping her. Fight! Fight! <laughs> okay, now I got to pull that. Uh, you know, he plays a. He plays an admiral I think in uh Top Gun Maverick.
3: He plays a general in The Rock.
2: Yeah, he plays the guy who uh yeah, The Rock obviously not eligible. That's a good mm-hmm. film though. Have, did Michael Bay do anything in in the 80s? Mm-hmm. I think all of his shit was in the 90s. Yeah, cuz I think, I think Bad big. Boys was his first one and that was probably 91, 92. <sighs>
3: Bruckheimer and who's the other one? The one that died from cocaine.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, that's. God, I can't made, believe I can't think of they, that.
3: They made a bunch of movies. Yeah, together.
2: they did, and it was they actually changed it because they did Days of Thunder, they did Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I I, I can't think of it, well, but
3: one of those things that ten years ago, right there, right. Well.
1: Fuck you. That's my name.
3: <laughs> yeah. There you go. Uh, Simpson. But, I mean, Don Simpson. Yeah. Don Simpson. Pascal is. Don't. He, he has seen war for 40 years and has done a lot of killing and seen a lot of people that he knows killed. Yeah. So
2: do you want your he, underlings to know that you were tank boy?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I think it, it gives an air of respect that you've been fucking people up since you were eight years old, but also it makes you incredibly cynical and paranoid, which he is. Yeah. But they're still driving through the valley. Well, they stopped fix, though. But because they're fixing an oil link, the, the oil leak that was mentioned before.
2: And at one point the oil leak is coming out <laughs> like, like a
3: a stream of oil and across the sand.
2: I, I don't, how how much oil can that thing possibly have? And we, we will get into fuel amounts a little yes. bit later. Sure. But Baldwin's character and Kovachenko are, are talking as the tank is stopped and uh, Blake brake fluid drinker <laughs> tells yeah. Baldwin not to talk to Kovachenko unless he wants to be next already. They're starting to kind of separate and you know, it was, it was the interpreter that was the bad guy. Now yeah. it's going to be Kovachenko. That is the next guy.
3: Right. But Kaminsky Break fluid guy. He thinks that they should d- ditch the tank and walk out. And Pascal comes up and says, hey, what are you guys talking about? And Korvchenko rats out Kaminsky. Yeah. And, and I, be- he- I believe you have a clip.
2: Yeah. It, well, first, uh, break fluid guy immediately calls him a fucking liar. And and then this. This
1: man who thinks for himself, Korvchenko, what do you think of that idea? Well, sir, the road wheel's cracked. Kaminsky drank our brakes. We're low on petrol. The battery's low. We're losing oil. If the engine heats up, it's gonna seize. Train, obviously against us. We have no rations. The Mujas behind us don't seem to run on rations, petrol, or anything we know of. And they have an RPG. Their aim is getting better, sir. You admire them, don't you? Well, they got us on the run, don't they? Well, what do you suggest? Surrender? Clearly, sir, that's a direct violation of Soviet military law. But you're all for it, aren't you? That's mutiny, Kovachenko.
2: Yeah, I did not catch the N until this very moment. It's Kovachenko. I have Kovachenko in my notes.
3: I got
2: There might be an R in there as well.
3: <laughs> there is, yes.
2: But the the captain it draws.
3: Well, first, no, Korvinchenko goes for the AK-47. That's five feet away from him. Yes. <laughs> wait, just wait. Wait until he's not standing right above you with a pistol on his hip.
2: And then uh, yeah. Baldwin goes and gets some rope. And brake fluid guy ties Korvinshenko to mm-hmm. a rock.
3: I've been calling him Pascal. It's Daskel. Sorry, the sergeant or the captain, the captain. or the commander. It's Daskel.
2: But they, they put a grenade under his head just like they did for the the, the round, the round the that round. had the primer already spent. Yes. Earlier, and Baldwin apologizes as he's leaving. And Kovalchenko. Kovalchenko. Uh, yeah. He says he's that Baldwin's me. next. You're the says, next one.
3: Yeah. Shoot Daskel and come back for me
2: but the other three are in the tank and the tank leaves and our hero is yelling and brake fluid guy is just kissing ass mm-hmm. in, in the tank
3: compliments Daskell. Yes. And Daskell has the log book. He's and reading through it out. and he's and basically
2: saying, yeah, this would end so many people's careers.
3: Right. And he just throws it out. Um, and then Baldwin or Anton, says, why didn't we just kill him?
2: Yeah, he's crying. And yeah. why didn't we just kill him? And the actually the and rationale he, you know what, you, why that, they didn't did you, make sense.
3: Oh, do you have a clip for that? No,
2: I don't. But it buys oh. them some time because if if the, the Muj that are, are following them, they run oh, into yeah. him, that's yeah. going to take them however much time that buys everybody in the tank that much more time to get further away.
3: And did you notice that the bandages around Baldwin's head kind of looked like Somebody from the little rascals who had a sore tooth?
2: Yeah. Actually that that did seem a little half assed. (laughs)
3: Yeah, it did.
2: But you know what I'm talking about, right? Oh no, I know exactly what you're talking about. It is (laughs) very sitcommy. Uh oh, you got a toothache and you have the head wrap. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I I 100 percent on the same page. Yeah. But the Mujah are now at the river. Mm Mm-hmm. And the uncle is now by this point hobbling pretty badly,
3: and he catches up to them because he's been falling behind, and the women are there yeah they and show what up. Do the wi- what do the women have
2: they got a uh, they got a couple grenades,
3: yeah, and they want to help and the uncle is like, no, you're women beat it
2: <laughs> and honestly, the fact that they have grenades and I am almost embarrassed I did not see this coming, but this is so much.
0: Could you tell me
3: where the nuclear vessels are? Yeah. The uncle's like, I've seen you throw rocks.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing shit. <laughs> you're right. And the, but, there are dogs that are yes. also following. Okay. Everybody's following this fucking tank.
3: Yeah. But, okay. So, Korvenchenko is sitting there with a grenade. He's tied up in the blazing fucking Afghan sun. How, how long would you be there before you say fuck it, I'm lifting my head and I'm going to let this grenade blow me up. An
2: hour, two hours. You're going to bake. And you know, you are in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm -hmm. If somebody finds you, they're not going to save you. They're going to kill you. Right. You're basically putting off the inevitable. Yeah. It would be a very short period of time before you said, no, fuck it. I'm out.
3: Fuck it. I'm out. I'm tapping out. But yeah, the dogs approach him. And they are biting on his boots.
2: Yeah, the, the dogs attack, and uh, f- uh, fate favors him because the grenade falls
3: and it rolls down. He's kind of on a rock, a big rock face that where his feet are drop down at a ninety degree angle, and the grenade rolls down the rock and goes down this ninety degree angle. What would you say? Three feet? Yes. I would still think that that grenade blast, he would catch some shrapnel in the bottom of his feet.
2: Uh, unless it falls maybe. like kind of underneath in that crevice. Yeah. So it we, has a, like a barrier between him.
3: Yeah, maybe, maybe we don't know the full circumstances. All we know is he comes away unscathed, still tied up, but there's some dead dogs. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and and now uh, Taj is having some, some, some questions about his authority. He asks if he is fit to be Khan, mm-hmm. and the uncle says the fact that he questions it makes him fit. And I, I question whether that is a, a legitimate way to determine whether somebody is uh, fit for leadership.
3: Well, in this situation, if you're questioning, it, it might it makes you think you don't you don't have a huge head, you don't have an ego that should I be in this position? Okay. Maybe I shouldn't, but if I am, I'm going to do the best that I can. So it makes you strive to be more successful than if you thought you were fit to be in the position, I guess. Yeah. That makes Unfortunately, sense. Unfortunately, we can't yeah, pull any of these People who want clips,
2: to be uh, like, they say people, anybody that wants to be leader should not be
3: right. We, we can't pull any of these clips between the Afghans because it's all in <laughs> Pashto.
2: Yeah. And the, the I, I was waiting, and you actually did do one of them. Um I, I was waiting <laughs> for you to send me fifteen clips which were all in a foreign language <laughs> with absolutely no translation. That was my expectation for this film. But um they're leaving the uncle where he is and Taj says they will return for him after the beast is dead. Yes. And then one of the things this film does very well, and I loved the 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 not sets the scenery the, the mm-hmm. where this was shot how absolutely desolate it is it
3: looks like they're going across a giant salt flat
2: yeah and, and yeah the tank is continuing to roll but it, it there's nothing forever yeah,
3: yeah. but Daskell, he's up in the hatch and he's looking through his binoculars and he thinks he sees something and what is it that he sees
2: uh, Kanda, kandahar road
3: Yes, and they are all very excited. They're almost out of gas.
2: Yep. They got to get and, to the road and...
3: Yes. Daskal's like, stop the tank! And Kaminsky's says, I'm sure I can make it. And Daskal's like, stop the fucking tank. And they are at a big-ass canyon.
2: So how, how did the, the, the tank stop since the one guy drank all oh, the brake fluid?
3: it's Yeah, you, you got to have a little bit more of a run-up than what they're <laughs> normally used to.
2: Yeah, the road is in sight, mm-hmm. but out of reach.
3: Have you ever seen that um, uh, Bear Gryllis, Man vs. Wild clip, where he's in Hawaii? No. And there's uh
2: You can k- keep ca- describing, but I have not seen it, because <laughs> I've okay, never seen there- a single Bear Gryllis clip.
3: There's this, like, this canyon, this lava canyon that's probably about 50 feet deep. And there's this very small lava bridge, not lava, but I mean just lava rock. And there's this very small lava rock bridge that goes over it. And he's all paranoid and very worried. Oh my goodness, we're out here in the middle of nowhere and I got to get here and cross it. And he crosses this little bridge. It's on YouTube. It's great. And then some guys, just some random guys. Are doing the same thing, and they pan the camera up, and there's a highway like 150 yards away. You see cars going by. <laughs> it's the same exact fucking thing. Now, granted, the guy was in the SAS, the British SAS. He's a badass. He is a survival expert, but has taken some shortcuts compared to Les Stroud, who did Survivor Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: that guy's a badass. No, they, there's there's this thing, kind of similar, where they had a this newscast where they showed it was a flooding situation and they they had this reporter and they were in this boat
3: in a canoe or something.
2: And then they showed someone walking by and they, the water was ankle deep, right? (laughs) It was uh, like the Kickapoo river deep is how deep it was. And they were making much more of it than it really was.
3: Right. But he pulls out his map and the bad map where it was all burnt out. Yeah. This is
2: where I thought you wanted it. Cause there's like, there's this huge section of the map that's missing basically where the fucking Canyon is.
3: Right. Right.
2: And the so, tank is really leaking oil now. Like I, it, I would kill to be able to piss a stream <laughs> <laughs>
3: as they're driving. There is a half inch line of oil, basically just trailing the entire tank. How much oil is in that tank? I don't know. Is there a hundred gallons of oil in a tank? Well, they I mean, have, you've...
2: uh, they're getting refilled. They're, they have the, the, the refueling airplane is coming in <laughs> with sure. the, the little cup to give them extra oil.
3: Sure. But now we're back with Corbinchenko, still tied to the rock. And I would think that even if a couple of these dogs got blown up, not all of them got blown up.
2: Right. Some of them would still be there to chew them up.
3: Yes. Yes. They would, they would. Dogs are somewhat fearful, fearless. They would have come back to get a yummy meal, but, uh, the women show up
2: and, and what do they do to him?
3: <laughs> they stone him and he catches one right in the fucking forehead. And Corvin Chako does this.
2: I don't have that. You don't. What is it called?
3: Uh, it's a, it's a clip that I said you need to pull. That, that we've already played before. That's okay. It's the, ah,
0: ah.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, yeah. It's a family guy. Pain clip is basically what you're, you're looking for. Right. Yeah. I, I and, didn't know which one you were talking about. Sorry.
3: Okay. Sorry. But, uh, what does Korbinchenko do? Uh, I, I don't know what, what he, he does at this point. He calls for nanawate. Ah! Ah! ah!
2: ah! 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 Okay, I'm not gonna like keep going. But why wouldn't they have gotten closer? Why are, he's tied up? He cannot do uh-huh. anything. Why I wouldn't they just go beat? him up or just fucking punch him he's tied down
3: because that's what they do in that culture they throw stones or they throw their shoes
2: but the the rebel shows show up
3: well hold and, on a second no he calls for nana wate and the main woman
2: fuck that no she wants revenge she, she wants the other pauses
3: thing. yeah she pauses and she looks at the other women, and then says, "Fuck it!" And she starts throwing rocks again.
2: Yeah, she wants the other. She wants uh, the revenge one, which I can't remember what.
3: No, I can't remember what that is either. But the moose shows up, and they fire in the air, and he calls again for Nanawate. And uh, Khan Taj asks if he speaks Pashto. and Mustafa wants to kill him,
2: as as does the the sister. Yes, and others disagree. And
3: <laughs> well, well, you know, Mustafa says he's Russian. A crow can speak a word. And Kantaj says, "Well, why was he abandoned by the tank?" He's talking some reason. He pulls out his knife, and and is like, "Oh fuck, here it comes!" Yeah, here, yeah,
2: he's expecting he, get stabbed out.
3: They're gonna cut my head off, and he cuts the ropes.
2: And then we're in a cave, and there's is like this.
3: this is this the same? Is this the same cave in Rambo Three where he goes off on the uh, Spetsnats? Oh, is that where it he, might be? Is that where he I lights
2: know... himself up with the um with the gunpowder for his wound? That's Rambo is, Three, right?
3: Is that Rambo Three? Or I think Rambo... so.
2: Where he uses the the gunpowder and he puts oh, it in his wound and he lights it up.
3: Maybe yes, it is because Troutman later on asks him, "How is it?" And he's like, it "Hurts." <laughs> Uh but this I because I believe Rambo Three was filmed in Israel as well. But so this might be the same cave. But did you notice that the women, they're at one fire. The men, they're another. They're at another fire. Women, then get out of here. So, um
2: but one of them says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a random eight year old smoking a heater. Yeah. <laughs> and a collection is sent around for Koverchenko mm-hmm. and some give something, some give none. Yeah, and it gets to him, and he gives a nod, and they take all the food besides like the piece that he's gnawing on.
3: Right. Back. This happened. This happened to me in Switzerland, where I was with the beautiful penis, and we went to this basement bar in Interlaken, and we're somebody had packed this huge joint. It was almost like a cone. And I took one hit of it, it. Was enough? And and no, it wasn't enough because this was, you know, early two thousands, so weed wasn't as great as it is now. But thinking that the joint was going to get just kind of passed. Oh, it's going to make
2: its way back to you.
3: Make it back, make its rounds, and I give it to the beautiful penis, and he takes like three hits of it, <laughs> and then he passes it on, and I'm like. And he's like, yeah, man. You, I, I think in this culture, you are supposed to take as much as you want and be done with it. And so I am just kind of sitting there, like watching it go around, and I never got it back.
2: Yeah, so, Doug, Doug, was the crying Indian. Yes, <laughs> but
3: I, I think in the long run, I think like ten minutes later, also, I was like, oh yeah, okay, I, I guess I've had enough.
2: But but uh, the thing about this scene is, there is one particular guy who gave nothing in the oh, offering. Really? Oh, that's right. That's right. He he, didn't have anything. But he's still taking shit out of it. Okay. All right. (laughs) And then uh, apparently Taj has broken the RPG Mm -hmm. when he dropped it. And we have more of like uh, David, Goliath, blah, 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 blah. And we have Mustafa threatening Kvrinchenko. And then Taj takes the RPG is, it's not the actual RPG. What, I mean, there is the RPG, and then there's the firing mechanism. I, what would you call the differentiation between those two?
3: Well, there's the whole component, which mm-hmm. is what? Three feet long, two and a half feet long? That's got the pistol grip and the trigger, and then you slide the rocket into it. It's the receiver. It's the it's the firing mechanism. And Taj takes it to Korvachenko, and he says... "Uh." Korvenchenko looks at it and he says kaput kaput and Taj goes fix fix so Korvenchenko puts on his glasses which I have to say these shitty ass Russian wire rimmed glasses again
2: mm. he's missing or, one one of the two lenses
3: I think one's cracked I don't think one's missing okay I think one is cr- cracked but I mean you see you see American soldiers in the '60s, '70s, and '80s, and they got these big fucking black plastic glasses. Yeah, that you're gonna need a grenade to destroy those. And here, these Russians have these shitty wire rim glasses. Um,
2: well, but Kirk's needs, glasses got destroyed by Khan.
3: Yes, but those are from like the 1700s.
2: Yeah, but they're you know they're an antique.
3: Yes, but what do they need? What do they? What What does Korvanchenko need to fix the RPG?
2: Uh, he needs a knife, and um, a rifle.
3: A rifle, an Enfield rifle, which is a British, a British rifle that was used during the First World War and the Second World War. It's a it's a bolt action rifle, and we have to remember that at one point the British had invaded Afghanistan. Everybody's learning learns the, their lesson eventually. That's the 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 the. the, the 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 graveyard of empires is what they refer afghanistan to well is that um, in
2: invading russia in winter
3: yes what's that from
2: um i can't remember but i there's there's a thing it's like every everybody learns l- invading russia in don't
3: don't invade afghanistan and don't invade russia in the winter what the fuck is that from
2: i don't know i i just know it's a thing yeah but taj unloads the rifle before he gives it to kovachenko
3: Mm-hmm. And he Mustafa takes, takes. is pissed. Right, because he says he has ruined
2: two of our weapons today. <laughs> but the are, are the weapons really modular like that?
3: Maybe a piece, because I do know that the Russians um, Frankensteined a lot of weapons. Like the AK 47 is uh, actually from a, a German, the, the very first assault rifle. Oh, fuck. ST 44. Sturmgroßer 44. It it came came about late in World War II, but it's the first true assault rifle that was fully automatic, but could fire at a long range. It wasn't a submachine gun like the Thompson was, or the the nine millimeter submachine gun that you see in all the World War II movies that the Nazis had. You sure, know what I'm talking about. Yeah, this was truly a assault rifle. And if you take a look at it and then take a look at an AK-47, a lot of similarities. No, so I,
2: You've seen Full, Full Metal Jacket, obviously. Yes. Where one of the big things, what is the thing that, uh, oh God, what the fuck is his name? Guy blows his brains out at the Vincent, end of the first half.
3: Vincent D'Onofrio? Yeah.
2: What's his character's name? Joker Lawrence. is the other guy.
3: Joker. Lawrence. No, Lawrence. But what do they refer to him as? What the I, fuck?
2: Is, this is a hole once again.
3: <laughs> yes, that's you. That's my name. <laughs> um,
2: but he's Gomer, off, not Gomer, Gomer, not Gomer, Gomer Pyle. Okay, but he's Pyle. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome at field stripping a rifle, and he can he can break down his rifle, and he can put it back together. No,
3: no, no, that's Forrest Gump that can do it really fast.
2: No, but by the end,
3: no. Gomer Pyle needs help from Joker, but he's really good at shooting. It's Forrest Gump that's really good at field stripping a rifle.
2: Yeah, but at 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 the end, before he, it's one of the things he gets really good at. Okay. Okay, we're going to go back. See you next week.
3: Make some notes here. Yeah. But the narrator narrator says, "But Matt was wrong." (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, once again, Mustafa understandably has a problem with this as Taj has a request for Kachenko. But even before this, they they are kind of like doing this talk around the fire about what is going on.
1: Mm-hmm. Dunk. Yeah, tank. Dunk. RPG. Kaboom, tank. Yeah. RPG Kaboom
2: tank. Yeah, I, I really expected you to send me like five clips that were nothing but like Afghani stuff. <laughs> but what's cool is
3: they pan across the faces of all the Afghans that are sitting on around this fire and it ends on Kantaj. And he just takes a look at the, the rope burns Around Korbinenko. Well, actually, no, wrists.
2: no, just just wait one second. Say that while this is going on,
3: okay? Dun, kaboom, now, pan across the faces of all the Afghans, and it ends on Khan. And Khan looks at the rope marks on Korbinenko's wrists. Yeah,
1: kaboom, tank. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty well, good, Doug. That was,
3: that was pretty good. It's like, it's like me doing an intro of. And it's night, 66 and sunny outside. Traffic is light. Here's Boston. Oh, what a feeling. Yeah, You, you hit the post.
2: Yes, I hit <laughs> that's the what, post. That's what it's called in DJ terminology. But uh yeah. back at the tank, they are putting tumbleweeds in front of it.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what I got in my notes. Why? I don't know. To camouflage the tank. Yeah, Maybe they're the, taking a break. Those tumbleweeds to- are not
2: eight feet, nine feet high. Uh, Sure. But there's a chopper coming in. Yes. And it's a Russian chopper. Uh Uh-huh. Actually, it's not a
3: real Russian. It's an Israeli chopper, but it looks very similar to a Russian chopper. Well, in the film, it's a Russian chopper. It is a Russian chopper. Yes. Uh, Kaminsky and Anton, they are very, very happy. They basically say, fuck this tank, and they run to the (laughs) helicopter.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They run into the dust and onto the copter, which is powering down, and Here's the Gaskell. thing that
3: that chopper that chopper would never turn off.
2: No, no, no. It would it would be a touchdown, pick up, take off.
3: Yes. Yeah. Because in that situation. They're in hostile territory. Yes. You don't want to shut that fucking thing down and have it not turn back
2: off. Yeah. How how long does it take to spin up a copter? Oh. 90 uh, long seconds? Enough. Yeah, long enough. Long enough a for big, somebody to fuck it up.
3: Yeah, right. But and the pilot tells them that he's they're looking for water. Um then they're gonna call look-
2: a strike in on the tank to basically yeah. scuttle the tank. Sure, and uh, the captain says that no they, one wastes yeah. his tank.
3: Nobody messes with baby.
2: <laughs> Nobody puts baby in a corner. There you go. That's what it is. And the, the the captain has a request for Baldwin and the brake fluid guy.
1: Get back in the tank. What for? Because I said so. <laughs> We're going home, sir. In a tank. Why can't we go home in a fucking helicopter? (laughs) Because you're tankers. Yeah, you're also in a cul-de-sac.
2: So I I almost cut that clip off before that last little bit, but I left it in there because what does that mean? You're in a cul-de-sac.
3: One way in and one way out. You're basic they're yeah they're basically in a big bubble that basically, they can't get up.
2: Yeah. The entire film up to this point they have to turn around and transverse back the other fucking way. To, sure. <laughs> and undo everything they've done to this sure. point.
3: Right, but he tells the, tells them to load the extra fuel. Now, I don't know if a take if a if a helicopter, a Russian helicopter flying around in Afghanistan carries extra jerry cans full of
2: tank fuel well they they were helicopter fuel which would not work in a tank
3: no no because it stated clearly in the imdb notes (laughs) that
2: russian tanks do not run on helicopter fuel well besides that how much they take That would run it for an hour you know maybe
3: yeah because i mean most tanks especially you know it's not how many miles to the gallon it's how many gallons to the mile yeah
2: no, they that what they take back from the helicopter to the tank would would get them nothing. Sure, but the chopper is spinning up as Baldwin and brake fluid guy lament their fate.
3: What are we doing? What do we make a run for it? Fucking crazy! Shoot us right out of the sky. Yeah, but the. Uh, Daskal tells the helicopter pilot to radio ahead and have somebody waiting for them at the pass with more fuel.
2: Right. Yes. And. We see the
3: chopper leaves and it flies right over the, the who are kind of camouflaged
2: themselves. Right. And Kovachenko is with them. Yes. And, uh, Taj explains the tank can't get past. Mm-hmm. And, and how does how does he explain? Uh, in like some remedial ASDL.
3: Yeah. Very Fred Flintstone-y <laughs> with some rocks.
2: Yeah, that's not going to work.
3: Yes. Well, he's got to take the tank stone through <laughs> the rubble pass.
2: But Taj explains that there's a shortcut and they'll have the, the tank dead to rights.
3: Well, if I were the Moosh at this point, I would be like, God damn it. We chased these fuckers all the way here. And now we got to chase these fuckers all the way back. back yeah. Yeah.
2: No. It, it, it is very much a uh, Moby Dick white whale mm, thing mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. they they have to have their victory over whatever. And sure. this will come up in, very, very shortly where what is the, the, the better win? What is the bigger win for them? But the, the tank continues through the night, and um, I thought that the engine was going to blow. Right. But but what it needs, the, the radiator needs water. Right. So um, the engine is running hot, but the, the, the top guy... So Patrick,
3: Patrick Swayze tells <laughs> the young kid to get up there and piss in the radiator.
2: <laughs> Have you ever had to piss in a radiator to no have you ever had to fill a radiator because it was like overheating
3: i had to i worked for a company called breedan mechanical when i was um in college and um well i wouldn't say i was in college i was taking i was part-time college at uw waukesha harvard on the hill
2: that's where all the and, best people go to
3: that's right and uh i, I drove a supply van Basically going to suppliers that provided material for, for, for our contractors and then I would deliver these supplies to our contractors who, would, who were doing jobs. And I had the shitty white van. And in the middle of nowhere – Hugs and kisses van? It was a hugs and kisses van. Yes, it was. There you go. It just, it just all of a sudden the, the heat thing, whatever you call it, the temperature gauge just went all the way to H. And steam was coming up and I had to pull over and I, it's like four 30 in the afternoon. And I called the office and the only one that was there was the female, one of the female owners who was like in her fifties and she came with her suburban and we tied a chain and she told me all the way back to Waukesha. <laughs> and then the next day they said, okay, um, dude making five 25 an hour. Replace the radiator. I'm like, huh? And they're like, the guy who was the like the shop foreman, he said, seriously, dude, you can do it. Just take a look at it. You got to take this out and take the hoses off and put it back in and put new hoses on it. And I did it. It took me all day, but I repl- actually replaced the radiator. And that is probably the most expensive expense- thing I've ever done on a vehicle before.
2: Wow. Yeah. I will. I would not have felt comfortable doing that.
3: It wasn't like, I wasn't like replacing uh, an engine block or anything like that, or a valve. It was, it was like taking a puzzle apart and putting the puzzle back together and remembering how I took it apart.
2: Yeah. But generally when you do a puzzle, if things go poorly, you know, nobody dies, (laughs) 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 but, uh, the the brake fluid guy once again said that the engine's going to seize and radiator needs water and he's pissed and the tank basically limps to the rendezvous with the helicopter and no
3: no they don't rendezvous to the helicopter they just
2: well they pull up to the the um, the Oasis. watering hole yeah
3: well, yeah and the helicopter is there and and it's it's the same helicopter that they just encountered not too long ago.
2: And it's also the same oasis they were at earlier.
3: Yes. And what was the helicopter looking for?
2: Uh, they were looking for
3: water. Yes. And what did they find at this oasis? Water. And what? But what was wrong with the water, man? Had a
2: little bit of poison in it.
3: Just a little bit. So yeah, everybody in that helicopter crew was dead.
2: Yeah. And the brake fluid guy says he doesn't care much for Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the head guy says to fill the radiator and Baldwin is filling up a canister with water as the captain is using his binoculars to look. And then a brake fluid guy is looking for water and the head. Hold
3: on a second. Hold on a second. Yeah. Daskal turns away from the helicopter crew that is dead. Do you think he turned away because he couldn't look at them? Or do you think he turned away because he was scanning the horizon? I don't think a little bit of both.
2: No, I mean, he he's been there. Yeah. The 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 hell of war, the seeing dead bodies, seeing dead comrades. I don't think is going to face him at this point.
3: But when you're responsible for those dead comrades, that's got to that's got to hit your soul pretty hard, man.
2: I think to him, though, based on the actions that he's done. That's not going to really face him.
3: What's Kaminsky looking for in the helicopter, though?
2: Uh brake fluid. <laughs> yes, he's looking for booze. <laughs> but uh he sees uh the, the head guy, Dascal, sees the rebels on the horizon. He also sees that his former driver is with them. Right. And he calls out his people, Hey, get back in the fucking tank.
3: <laughs> yeah, battle stations, they are trying to start the, the tank back up. And the tank isn't starting up.
2: Yeah, the master battery is dead.
3: Hmm. Right.
2: So, so just like oh gosh, what? Which one? What was that? Wow. This is way back. Uncommon Valor, where they have to jumpstart oh. the helicopter. Yeah, yeah. They could have done that, um, but the captain uses the gun on the on the top of the tank until it's out of ammo,
3: and there's not much ammo. I mean, he fires, and I think there's only about eight or nine
2: rounds. Yeah, in there. it's not much, and, and that's a
3: 51 caliber. Machine gun. And the Russians, that big, heavy machine gun that they had on top of their tanks, they made their machine guns 51 caliber. Do you know why?
2: So it wasn't compatible with other people, I would assume.
3: Right. But they could use our 50 ca- caliber machine gun on the Madus or the M2 heavy 50 caliber machine gun. They yeah. could use our ammo, but we couldn't use theirs.
2: Right. Because it's too large. Yes. And so they start manually cranking the turret left.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I have no idea, but I, I have to assume that has to be just a very tasking thing to try sure. to manually crank the tank turret around.
3: Right. And I don't know why they didn't grab ammo from the chopper because that chopper was also sporting a 51 caliber machine
2: gun. Shouldn't they have but scuttled that chopper too? They should have. Yeah, they should
3: have. Um, but they're out but of shells. They are. They still have they hit they still have ammo in the their, the coaxial machine gun that's in the turret. I don't know why they didn't use that against that infantry that was coming towards them.
2: But Daskal says, "Give me anything," and it's a different type of shell. What was that shell versus the other ones they were using before?
3: Um, I'm not sure.
2: But the, the rebels continue to run at them and. Kovernchenko is trying to get the rebels to spread out, basically widen their exposure. And, yes. and finally, the, ty- the, the, the tank fires up. And Kulverinchenko does not actually take the shot. And Taj is pissed at him. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, we could have had him. <laughs> hey, we could have had him, man. I will
0: fire when I am goddamn good and ready.
3: You
2: get that! I love clips. I I don't have to pull. I just actually have in the background.
3: (laughs) Those are the best, aren't they? But but the tank takes off. Uh, but they, the, the moosh come upon the, the chopper. And they're, again, there are the two groups. There's the actual, there's the scavengers and then there's the village guys. And the scavengers, they're, they're very, very happy about the chopper. And they're like, ah, fuck the tank.
2: We got this, man. Yeah. You have, I understand that the, the tank is kind of this uh, symbolic victory. And Mustafa just wants the copter. And actually, the head of the tank radios the rebels at this point to kind of bait them into chasing them.
1: Mm-hmm. This is Admiral Kirk. We tried it once your way, Khan Now you game for a rematch. Kyle. I'm laughing at the superior intellect. Full impulse power.
2: Mustafa doesn't no, want to go. No, sir. You
1: have
3: Genesis. You can have whatever you.
1: Say. Full power. There you.
3: Yeah. Genesis, you know how helicopters and airplanes have, like, nose art? Yes. It was funny that that helicopter, it said Genesis on the front.
2: Did it really? No. No. <laughs>
3: You're a liar. You're a liar. <laughs> I can't believe you. I thought you for sure you would know that that's a joke. But um, I have a high school diploma.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay. Which one? Which one is it? Which one is it? Which one is it? One is it? Um, where's the you're a dick? <laughs>
3: Con, you a dick. Con.
2: No, Con but what, per- what, how are they? How are they now tracking the, the tank? By the oil slick, which is at this point an inch thick, and it is burning yes. out like a sieve. They could oh. just—they
3: could just take a lighter like John McClane in Die Hard two <laughs> and light the oil slick. Yippee ki motherfucker! And la- watch the tank explode a mile ahead of them.
2: And uh, Mustafa actually asks his buddy if he can learn a helicopter. <laughs> <laughs>
3: right? Hey man, can you fly this helicopter? You're pretty. You're pretty tech savvy.
2: But the, the tank is smoking. I mean, it, it is basically on fire. It's on mm-hmm. its last legs. And they have been in this location before. And I actually recognize the rock formations. Yes. It, well, they show it. They yeah. show.
3: Yes. They do a close-up of just like the way they did before. But Khan and Korbinchenko and the rest of the village clan have taken the shortcut. And a ca- a guy from that clan kind of comes walking around the corner. It doesn't work out gets, too well for him. He just gets vaporized.
2: And uh, Kovinchenko tells Taj they have to go up. And why do they have to go up?
3: Well, because the cannon and the, and the coaxial machine gun can't traverse high enough.
2: Yeah, it can't. The, the angle it can go up is not high enough to be able to actually shoot at them at that point.
3: Mm-hmm. And they, the tank is down to their final main battle gun tank around, and says this is the final chase. Uh, Korvinchenko and Khan, they come down. There's kind of a pass that they have to go across. Khan just runs across, and Korvinchenko is kind of stuck there because the gun is shooting, the tank is shooting at him, and he's like, "Hey man, you
2: got the last rocket, yeah, and it, I've got the gun." And he says this to him. Khan! Got to use all three of them. <laughs> yes. But the, the tank still has bullets to fire. And mm-hmm. the tank is how far f- from the pass at this point? Not very far at all. 100 meters. Okay. And the top guy, Daskal, asks to go faster. And Kovalchenko is lining up the shot and he shoots the RPG and there's an explosion. But it hit the turret and it did nothing. Well,
3: no, it hit the tank gun. It actually hit the yeah gun. the turret. It hit the barrel of the gun. Right, because you can see the 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 barrel is split apart. So the round actually like went into the into the barrel and exploded there. And uh, he throws the RPG, and Khan's like Allah, why have you forsaken us? But all of a sudden, what is there, Matt?
2: There's an explosion from a above. Big
3: explosion. Like Wiley e. Coyote is up there with a big. TNT plunger.
2: Yeah, and I I pause the film. Where the fuck did this come from? Was it a ricochet? Did the RPG like ricochet off of the turret and go up? And I did not understand what oh, was happening. I knew at this point. I knew
3: exactly what happened at this point. But yes. a bunch
2: of rocks fall and they stop the tank. Mm-hmm. And then Kovranchenko approaches the tank. And what was it that caused this whole thing? It was the women with their grenades. Yeah. And they drop another grenade. Mm-hmm. And the tank turret moves and knocks the rock off the tank. And right, it starts but, to fire its machine gun.
3: Right. But the tank tries to move and it throws a track. And the look on Daskal's face is, oh, shit. Yeah, we're, we're kind of fucked. We're we're fucked.
2: That was yeah, a big the, World War II thing was uh, tanks throwing treads.
3: Yes, throwing a track.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And the tank is leaking fuel from underneath, mm-hmm. and then uh,
3: they see it. The Muge sees it, and they throw a Molotov cocktail.
0: Tank boy! I said tank boy! Huh? I got something for you, tank boy! <laughs> Can I have an tank boy? <laughs> Sir! They got us! Oh shit! Oh, shit. Yeah. We gotta go up! We're gonna die in here! Take <coughs> I want to take oh, Shit!
2: And and Baldwin and the brake fluid guy are freaking out as yeah,
3: it's rightfully so.
2: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> come on! If you were in that situation, you would be shitting bricks. Oh yeah, and then. The, the captain, what does he start doing?
3: Uh, He pulls out some grenades and you basically says... Oh, go ahead. <clears throat> what?
1: Bye-bye. Out of commission, become a pillbox. Out of ammo, become a bunker. Out of time, become heroes.
2: You must be out of your fucking mind. Now,
3: together. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we see that in um F- Flags of Our Fathers and also Letters from Iwo Jima. Have you ever seen either one of those?
2: No, both are uh, Clint Eastwood films.
3: Man, they're really good. I want to say Flags of Our Fathers came out first and then Letters of Iwo Jima came out I think 6 months later. The superior of the two films. A lot of a lot of reading in that film <laughs> cuz it's from the Japanese side. Sure. But they show the Japanese when they are backed into a corner in a cave, and they are out of ammo, and they've got nowhere else to go. They, the officer in charge, is like, "Okay, well, this is what we're doing." And they take grenades. And with the Japanese grenade in World War II, is they would bang it against their helmet. They would pull a pin and then bang. Like it would kind of start the charge, and then they would hold it underneath their neck. Oh Jesus! Well, have you seen you've seen Valkyrie, right? Yes. Kenneth Branagh, his character, what he does at the end, how he commits suicide. He takes a potato masher uh, grenade and holds it underneath his chin.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Potato masher, by far better design than like a typical grenade because you have a fucking stock.
3: Yes, but packs a far lesser punch than the World War II pineapple grenade. They called. They referred to the potato mashers as no, noisemakers. A lot of not, lot not a lot of shrapnel. More of a concussive device, I okay. think, than a destructive device. That's why you have me on this podcast. Yeah, to answer you're, military you're, you're, questions. Yeah, you're the military guy. We'll get to that um, a little bit
2: later. Okay. Uh, but the captain pulls a, a pin on the grenade, and the brake fluid <laughs> yeah. guy says, "No, fuck this."
3: Yes. Yeah. They tackle him. Him and Anton tackle him and, and get grab the pin and get it back into the into the grenade. The three of them come out of the tank.
2: Yeah, and at, Mustafa has shown up and he says that Allah is generous. And brake fluid guy and Baldwin are asking coverchenko for help, mm-hmm. but the captain is not. No, and then he's he's resigned to his fight fate. But Mustafa he cuts Baldwin. With a knife. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then, once again, Kovachenko asks for Murphy, mercy in Afghani. Uh, Dadawani?
3: Nadawati?
2: Nadawati, yeah. I had the right number of syllables. Watini! <laughs> o oh, Um And the rebels say that he will always be Russian. And Mustafa says he will kill them all. And... Then there's this whole tank kaput, mercy, tank kaput, mercy mm-hmm. thing. And I can't remember who it is that says, are you an angel or a devil?
3: Yeah, I've got that too. I think it's the Khan. Khan Taj says that to Kovachenko.
2: And then Taj puts his hand on Kovachenko and they start to leave. And the rebels leave, but <laughs> they steal Brake Fluid Guy's boots
3: yeah. And the and break loop guy's like, Fine, take,
2: take my boots. Fine. I don't care. Take <laughs> no, my boots. No, that's not going to work out well for him. Uh, yeah. But Kovinchenko has something to say to the captain.
1: Sorry, sir. Not much of war. No Stalingrad. How is it that we're the Nazis, it's time? How is it? i tried to be a good soldier. But you can't be a good soldier in a rotten war, sir. I won't you to live
2: to see them win.
3: Go. I said go!
2: But, but who is pissed more than anybody else about what is happening here?
3: Well, the women.
2: Yeah, the women are just pissed that yes. they're being allowed to leave. And <laughs> brake fluid guy is struggling with no boots.
3: Right, Daskal, as they come to the 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 two way intersection. Yeah, the, yeah. Looks at looks and he's like, "Oh fuck."
2: Yeah, yeah. I fucked up. <laughs>
3: yeah, I fucked up. I made the wrong turn here. Yeah,
2: if I had made a better decision a day and a half ago, none of this mm-hmm. shit would have happened.
3: Right, right. But the women, they come yelling. Then they're yelling revenge. Um, the other two, yeah. Kaminsky and. Anton, Baldwin, they and they guy. <laughs> they just yeah. start bolting. Right. And we see the picture of Anton's or Baldwin's girlfriend kind of blowing away in the wind. Okay. And Contage, he gives Korbinchenko an old rifle.
2: Yeah. Kind of as a gift. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The naked picture blows away. And we hear uh, Daskal get stoned. We don't mm-hmm. see it, but we hear it. And then, right. yeah, Khan gives uh, Kavranchenko a, a rifle as a gesture. Right. And a woman comes back. It's not the widow. That's what I have. But it's the sister. Mm-hmm. And she's got the boots and the jacket from Dascal. And, and Taj she's, is she's, cov-
3: she's, she's covered in blood. Yes,
2: as are the boots and the jacket.
3: Yeah. She asks for forgiveness. And yeah, yeah Kavrchenko. Not happy.
2: And there, there's a Russian helicopter inbound.
3: And is this the helicopter that the other helicopter radioed in before?
2: I would have to assume back. this is the one that, because they were supposed to meet there. Yes. And Korvinchenko is just standing by the tank as Taj is yelling at him. And he gets pulled up uh, like Maverick out of the sea.
3: A rescue harness? Yes.
2: Yeah. And... Mustafa is actually going to shoot him Mm -hmm. as he's being lifted up and Taj stops him. Right. I I think that would be fun to fly that way underneath a helicopter. It'd be scary as all fuck, but I think that would be fun to do.
3: Have you ever seen those videos of like uh, a Navy SEAL squad or a Ranger squad getting picked up from a river where a helicopter comes and drops a rope? With a bunch of carabiners on it, and they all hook up to these carabiners, and then they give a thumbs up, and the helicopter lifts up, and it's carrying a rope of eight guys.
2: No, no. <laughs>
3: yeah, look for that. It, it it looks badass, man. Probably scary as shit, but it looks badass. Um, but yeah, Khan stops Mustafa, and end of movie. No freeze but, frame. No freeze frame, but... You got to think that if you're Karvanchenko, you got kind of have to hope that the other guys an don't Anton, make it back. <laughs> they, they don't make it back because your story is blown if that's the case.
2: Well, he was a senior officer over them, though.
3: He could deny it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. You, you know, it's we don't know how the Russian military works in 1981.
2: So. So.
3: All right. Movie's done. Yep. Do you want me to go first? Well, this may sound like, silly to you. Do that. But first. kids go completely ape if you do three things in a picture: defy authority, destroy property, and take people's clothes off. Okay, so <laughs> if in Die Hard they don't show the woman's boobs in the office, uh huh, is there nudity in that movie?
2: No, but they okay because they have the the center folds.
3: Yes, is there nudity in that movie? If that's the case, yes, Does it have to be live. Or Memorex.
2: Well, no, because you said earlier in, um, oh, God, the Prison Break film with... uh,
3: Runaway Train?
2: Yeah. You said that that didn't count.
3: Okay. All right. So... Eh.
2: See, I didn't even see the thing. So, okay,
3: there. You're going to have to go back and watch it. I'm telling you, it looks like a 13-year-old girl. I don't
2: need to see that then.
3: No, but it's... (laughs) I'm sure they did not show child pornography in this film. All right, my thoughts of this film. I had seen it once. Yeah, did it hold on? Yes, totally held up. Totally holds holds up because it's 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 a historical piece of fiction. Sure. Um, I think it's very accurate. Okay. Um, I like I said I saw it once. I remember thinking to myself, eh, this, it wasn't that great because. Again, not lots of reading. Yeah. Yeah. And I was probably high when I watched it. That would be tough. But I feel like this was a very solid film.
2: Okay. Um, It can't hold up for me. I've never even heard of this fucking film before. Sure. I enjoyed it. I I thought it was good. I really did. Um, It was. Is one of those things where you find a film that you're not looking for.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: and it kind of takes you as a wow this is way better than i expected it to be and at the beginning um i just thought fuck you doug for making me read this (laughs) much the
3: text that you sent me Betamax rewind the only podcast that makes you read i cracked up i laughed out loud for at least 10 seconds and then and then snickered at following that and that's why i use that in the open
2: no it i i enjoyed it i i really thought it was good it is uh i love films that don't have a a clear line of morality and this film doesn't Mm -hmm. and one of the things with any kind of war film is if it is a, a good war film, a, a film that has a good representation of a war, whether it be a fictional war or a real war, there are things that happen that need to happen in order to succeed that are not finger quotes moral. And the the way that this plays with who is who are the heroes who are not the heroes is is really great.
3: yeah. Yeah. So
2: yeah, would good. you recommend it?
3: Oh, of course. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would Um, to... Not to everybody. I, I This is not a Jen film. I don't think no. Jen would love this film. But people that... There are people that definitely... It, it's not a film I would say is a bad film. It's, it's a film I, I would only recommend to people based on who they are and what their interests are.
3: Sure. And like I said... The only reason why I did this, this film was not even on my radar, until the beautiful penis brought it up, and I was like, "Oh, hey, wait a second, this this fits into my theme." Okay, I'll do this one, and that's why I gave you a choice last week. I was like, "Okay, Untouchables or this one," and uh, I'm kind of surprised you didn't pick Untouchables.
2: I'm not ready to do Untouchables.
3: No, is that like a is that like a precious?
2: No, it's not. But I I think that there's there's a depth to that film that is going to be difficult to do. Okay. So anything any last thoughts on the film?
3: No, I'm glad I picked it. Like I said, not on the radar. Uh didn't think I would ever watch this movie again. It's I've seen it on Prime, but never really thought oh, that's a movie that I want to watch. So yeah, man, I'm glad I picked it. Watcha. 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 you watchin'.
0: watching.
3: All right. My week, I'll go first. Yep. Uh, continuing on season three of Yellowstone. Uh, getting a little bit burnt out on Yellowstone, kind okay. of like I did with Succession. But, sure. But, you know, I'm going to finish this the season. Uh, I watched a movie with Tom Hanks on HBO Max called News of the World.
0: Never even heard of it. Are you from, are it.
3: familiar? It's a Western. Okay. Um, it's good. It's, it's got a very touching end. I liked it. Um, I like Tom Hanks. I think, you know, anything with Tom Hanks, it's like pizza. Even if it's bad, it's still okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I watched I, because I was sick. I was really sick on. Fuck, was it Tuesday or Wednesday? Really felt like shit. So I just sat down and I binged uh a series on netflix a korean series called the silent sea yeah i wish i would have picked a different series okay it's kind of like one of those things where i got into the second episode i'm like yeah i need to finish this uh i watched dead snow a recommendation made by you yep norwegian nazi zombie movie that was a fun watch
2: yeah dead snow 2 is fucking way crazier
3: the best part was the fat guy goes to take a shit in the outhouse and the girl that wants to fuck him comes out and immediately after he's done wiping she comes out sits on his lap and takes his hand that he that he just wiped with and he's like no don't and she like deep throats his finger <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome and then I watched the first episode of Book of Boba Fett
2: okay is that it that's it. Okay, right, So let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. I did watch mm-hmm. the first episode. Mm-hmm. Very underwhelmed. Yes. With the first episode, yeah. I was a little bored, to be yeah. honest, with uh-huh. what happened. I, I thought that it had not built up the cachet to have that slow of a story.
3: The only thing that I'm encouraged by is everything that we have seen in the trailers, with the exception of maybe one or two small things. Was
2: in that episode?
3: Was Yes. So I'm hoping, okay, where else Where else off-world are we going to go? I really hope we don't stay in Tatooine for the entire season.
2: Yeah, I, I did. The things I liked about it is I liked the fact that uh, Fett and Fennec Shan had a disagreement and it turned out that fat was right. Mm-hmm. With uh about the the guards, the yeah. gomerians. Uh-huh. Um I thought that the uh the fight in the city square was a little bit odd or mm-hmm. not done great. I yeah. I, I want to see where it goes. I'm I'm going to yeah. give it time to uh-huh go somewhere.
3: Yeah. Just like the Tom my Tom Hanks comment from before star wars is like pizza even when it's bad it's still okay mm-hmm. and it was still okay but i literally found myself because i was watching it on my ipad because it was five o'clock in the morning because i woke up with a coughing fit and i couldn't fall back to sleep and i'm like fuck it i'll go watch a uh, boba fett but i didn't want to put it on the big tv because i didn't want to wake up the, the rest of the house so i had it on my ipad and at one point i almost thought I almost thought I'm going to minimize this and see what's going on in the world, like on Fox News or CNN. (laughs) That's how underwhelmed I was, how kind of bored I was, you know, like I'm going to minimize it into a small square down in the right hand corner.
2: I, I went into Mandalorian, not expecting a ton, you know, I I was so impressed by what it was.
3: That's the first episode of Mandalorian. I kind of the same thing. I went in with not a lot of expectations considering what I had just seen with solo and the last Jedi and was completely blown away by the first episode. Like, wow, stuff I had never seen before star Wars in a different direction. And when I watched this Boba Fett episode, it was, yeah, I kind of knew that this is what happened with how he escaped. Why the stormtrooper was there.
2: That was a little problematic for me. I'm thinking it. Okay. First of all, there weren't any stormtroopers on no Jabba's it, barge. You can say well mean- they they were at t- Tatooine, but first of all, he wasn't wearing a sand trooper like designation. Okay, and also the the whole thing was his armor was very pristine. Yeah, where if that armor had been there for a while, you'd expect it to be a little bit dilapidated, and also sure. the oxygen thing was still viable. Mm-hmm. So Ohio state 48, 45 with nine seconds left. Um, oh, okay. So uh, nothing else from you. Nope. So I started watching, uh, I actually watched all of the gardeners, which is a- a, an HBO uh, limited series with uh, the lady who played the queen in the last season of not the Royals, uh, the Crown, Olivia. Mm,
3: I've got testicles, so I never watched that.
2: Okay. Well, yeah, don't watch that. It's not good. Okay. Um, right. we, we got through season one of Yellowstone. I think mm-hmm. we've watched one episode of the second season. All right. I watched uh, Deadpool 2. Um, okay. Seen it many times. Just, it was background material when I was tired one day. Uh, so
3: my son, my 12-year-old wants to watch Deadpool 1.
2: Uh, what, do what do you think? Okay, so 12-year-old me, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm fine to watch that. I don't know your kid. I don't know his speed. I don't know where he's at.
3: 12-year-old little Bertram. I mean, we've watched Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers and
2: Yeah, that's different been, though. I mean, the the gore isn't the issue. It's the other stuff. Uh, It's the whole (laughs) strap-on part of it.
3: Yeah. But, I mean, if you think about it, we watched Top Secret and Vacation and other things, and there was shit in there that we didn't get. We just kind of, okay, I don't understand that, and that's okay. But I didn't watch it with my dad. And with my youngest or with my oldest, if he doesn't understand something, he's going to ask me. Yeah, what does that mean? What does "strap on" mean, Dad?
2: Well, see, that's uh, when a woman <laughs> uses an <yeah>. artificial cock.
3: <laughs> yes, and jams it up your asshole, which is why you don't want to do that.
2: Um, so you know that is, you know, my eighteen, sixteen, yeah, you no, know, I I can't teach them anything at this point. So all right, they're they're good on that perspective. Uh, I watched uh, Mosaic the first three or four episodes of Mosaic, which is a 2018 uh, limited series from HBO. It's on HBO Max. It has Sharon Stone in it. It's decent. All right. Um, Watched Wrath
3: of
2: damn! I love that film. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've watched the whole thing. Okay. Um, And then I've watched the first four episodes of Cobra Kai.
3: I saw that it was out. I have not... Dived into it. Dove. Dived? D- dove? Dove. I haven't divin. No. <laughs> dove. <laughs> dove. Okay.
2: But it's on my radar. Yeah, Jen is actually a little bit upset with me that this podcast is preventing us from getting further into the season <laughs> because I had oh. to walk away from us binge watching it to be able to do this podcast.
3: Mm. Okay. Sorry, Jen. Uh, she'll get over it. Doug comes first.
2: Yep. So, uh. Matt's got a question for Doug. Matt's got a question for Doug. Matt's got a question for Doug. Answer it. Answer it. Yeah. I actually had two for this uh-huh. and did
3: you uh did you farm these out or no, this, no is this, this is me this is all me this, this is from the matt, mind of matt yeah
2: and the the first one i i tabled i i won't use because i think we've actually done it on this podcast mm. before
3: it's tough it's tough to remember if you've asked the question or not
2: so this one has uh it's got a question it's got a follow-up question the follow-up mm-hmm. question applies to me the the first question does not
3: mm-hmm.
2: so is there an before I ask the question, uh, you can be completely honest. I am not going to be upset. I'm not going to be hurt by your answer. <laughs> All right. I have to clarify that. Is there anyone besides me that you thought about doing the podcast with when you first came up with the idea?
3: No. Nope. Nope. Okay. Not even for a fucking split second. The second I thought of that, I swear to God, you came into my mind instantly. Okay, And I, I'm I'm not lying. No, I I don't doubt it. It's you. No, man. It's you. You, you came first.
2: So I came
3: second and I said, thank you, man. (laughs) Well,
2: if I come first, you're not coming at all. Um, (laughs) So the second part of this, which is the part that actually applies to me is if I die, do you continue it? No. Why not?
3: Podcast, but,
2: well, first of all, you'd it? have to learn how to do all the shit. I did, <laughs> right. but
3: no. I mean, it's who am I going to do it with?
2: Well, I mean, there's there's other people. Um
3: No, no, nobody, n- nobody is going to dedicate their time to something like this that I know.
2: It's, it's not. It's not the dedication part of it. It is. So I, I thought about this. I, I thought about okay of my group of friends, small fucking pool. Um who else could I potentially do this with? And then there is First of all, there's the the breadth of movie knowledge. That's one mm-hmm. thing. Um I have one person I know that has probably a much deeper movie knowledge than me that I I could do this with. But he could not do this podcast. Because a lot of it, he would nope out it. <laughs> He'd be like, <laughs> right. uh, "It's yeah, it's too offensive. You need to tone this shit down." Blah 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 blah. blah. Um, w- one of the things that ha- has come up, and I I don't think I've talked about this, but when when Jen and I have talked about dying, mm-hmm. she she said, "You know, when you die, I have." at this point, a hundred plus hours of you to listen to forever mm-hmm. because of the, the podcast that we've done. And I, I don't think that there there's, there's nobody else that can bring the same kind of back and forth, the same kind of uh, camaraderie, the same kind of companionship if you will (laughs) yeah i'm I'm trying to like not go into that
3: gay area (laughs) yes no the the gray area gay area yeah no i feel the same way i i I don't have a big circle of friends uh, Um, neither do i and come bubble um (laughs) see somebody else i don't know anybody else that could do that you know it's i think of like joey we're not great friends. We're, we're, we're good friends, but I haven't known Joey that long.
2: Yeah. And plus, I mean, I'm a curmudgeon apparently. So, and I don't,
3: I don't know if if he'd be willing, you know, his comment a couple of weeks ago was, I can't believe how much time you guys put into this. (laughs) It's it's (laughs) a little bit of
2: a commitment.
3: Yeah, it is. It's, I mean, you know, it's, it's not a huge commitment, but it is a commitment. It's a big hobby. It's, if I, it's, if I were if I were to golf, this would be probably be considered two rounds a week. Fair, yeah. No, and, so
2: you know, and what would, would I want? Would, okay, last question about this: Would mm-hmm. you want it to continue beyond mm-hmm. me or beyond you?
3: I don't think so. I think this is a Matt and Doug thing. Honestly, it's like I, th- I take a look at, um, you know, Bob and Brian, the, the yeah. radio show, the radio morning show that I listen to. That has been on air since forever, we juniors, <laughs> since I was
2: a junior in high school. I think it's probably further back than that, but yeah.
3: No, I think it was nine, 89 or ninety.
2: Oh no, um, it was it was eighty eight or earlier.
3: You think so? Yeah,
2: I from the time I drove to school, they were always on the air. So
3: okay, all right. Um, you know, if one of them were to die, they've had the same producer for twenty years and the same news gal for 20 years would they would would they continue i don't think so i don't think you could introduce somebody new into that dynamic and i it's this is matt this is the matt and doug show would i start another would would i campaign <laughs> to another one of my friends and say hey hey you want to do another podcast but i, I don't think it would be this format
2: Oh, that that's fair i mean yeah. i i look at it as we have we, we've done things where we've brought in guests mm-hmm. and, and I've appreci- appreciated every guest we've had, Tracy, a friend of show Joey mm-hmm. and the, the things they have brought to the table. Mm-hmm. And it is a thing where it it's weird. It, it is almost when, when you have uh family in town for the holidays, you love having family in town. Mm-hmm. but at the same time you love when family leaves <laughs> sure. so you get your house back
3: we had our nephew here for 3 days um at 3 nights and i love my nephew my oldest gets along with him amazingly they're like best buddies brothers but after 3 nights of having him here it was time for him to go home
2: yeah no and you know i i look at it as I, I wouldn't like to think that this would die if I died, but at the same time, I'd be happy that it did.
3: <laughs> okay. But, okay, so if I died, would you continue?
2: Um, Not in this format. Um, right. Just because, honestly, the only person I could think that I would do it with would be Jen, and that would be radically different mm-hmm. because the there's things that we're not going to be able to talk about that you and you I can't can talk, talk about.
3: Yeah. You and I can talk about ball sweat and, and itchy crack and pooping our pants. And you can't talk about that shit with Jen.
2: Yeah. And, and I mean, let's say you bring in lawn chair, for example. Um, All right. He is going to have a somewhat similar frame of reference for certain things, but mm-hmm. he's not going to have the same background. And okay. I don't think he has the same movie Knowledge And that, that's the thing that you have that a lot of other people, I don't have anybody else that would have that movie knowledge that also I could talk to about whatever.
3: Right. I agree. Okay. So. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Three degrees for next week's movie and I think I like
2: it. So uh, keeping on my trend. I am not going to pick the movie. I'm going to let you do it. Okay. And hopefully I will not fuck up the numbers. All right. <laughs> this week. So, uh, comedy or thriller?
3: Mm. What What was your last movie?
2: My last movie I did. That's a great question, which I do not know. <laughs> Drink half a bottle of champagne tonight.
3: <laughs> oh, um, oh, fuck. What was it? Uh, it was a, it was blue thunder.
2: Yeah. Blue thunder. There we go. Yeah. yeah. The comedy. Okay. Comedy, a sketch show or mini series. Mini series. Okay. One a piece. New York or Mexico, Mexico. Okay. Two to one top gun or porkies mm. top gun tied up two to two. Okay, Law & Order SVU or Miami Vice? Who's in SVU? People.
3: <laughs> Ice-T? Is Ice-T in SVU? Yeah, I believe so. I'm going to say SVU.
2: Okay, so that's... Uh... God damn it. <laughs> I have to move this out another week. Um,
3: All right, Jagged Edge. Is Jagged Edge the one that you have to move out another week?
2: No. Um, Jason Patrick is Klavernchenko in this week's movie. He plays Mm -hmm. Shakes in 1996's Sleepers. All right. Bruno Kirby plays Shakes' father in that movie. Bruno
3: Kirby is, hold on, Bruno Kirby is in, what's the movie with Billy Crystal where they're driving cattle? City Slickers.
2: Yep. That's correct. That's the movie? That's what we're doing? No. Oh, okay. Kirby plays Jess in next week's 1989 film.
3: Plays Jess in 1989? Yes. Jess. Mm, My Cousin Vinny? Nope.
2: Okay, so I I have a second one. It's more obvious what the film is. Uh, Steven Bauer plays Taj... In this week's movie, he plays mm-hmm. Detective Frank Sigliano in 1986's Running Scared. Love that movie. Billy Crystal plays Danny Costanzo in that film. Still not <laughs> City Slickers.
3: Are we doing When Harry Met Sally? Crystal
2: plays Harry oh, in next God. week's 1989 <sighs> film.
3: Really? Can I veto it?
2: You can. I can go with the other one.
3: <laughs> yes. I you know what? I'm gonna veto when Harry met Sally,
2: okay? Stephen Bauer plays Taj in this week's movie. He plays Edgar in 2003's Masked and Anonymous. Actually, sorry, I'm gonna go with the other one first i I, I want to do the non-obvious one first. okay um actually that is a non-obvious one. <laughs> okay. He, he plays Edgar in 2003's Mask and Anonymous. Jeff Bridges plays Tom Friend in that film. Bridges plays Terry Brogan in that film.
3: What? No, you screwed up.
2: Uh, I'm sorry. Jeff Bridges plays Tom Friend in that film. Bridges plays Terry Brogan in next week's 1984 film.
3: Against All Odds?
2: Next week, we will be doing 1984's Against All Odds. I've
3: never seen it. I have no idea what it's about. None whatsoever.
2: It's really good.
3: Okay. <laughs> it's Who else really, is in that? It's really, really
2: good. Um, Jason Patrick plays Kobernchenko in next week's movie. He plays Kali in 1990's After Dark, My Sweet. Rachel Ward plays- Rachel Ward? Yes.
3: What else was she in? What other movie did Tharnbirds. they do that she was- the Thorn Birds? No, she, she was,
2: was in, in a um, Machine.
3: Yes, there you go. Does she show her boobs in this?
2: Yes. Okay. Well, she shows her ass. I'm not sure if she shows her boobs. I think so.
3: It's against all odds. Do, 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 do. Bill Collins. And you to me against all odds.
0: It's the chance
3: i I had
2: two different yeah. against all odds clips ready for right. three four weeks <laughs>
3: yeah i don't want to hear when harry met sally nah.
2: yeah
3: not a fan of that movie oh, i love that film all right well that's because
2: you're you <laughs> okay go ahead and all right hey everybody thing. thanks thanks
3: for listening to this weirdly raw long drawn out what next week's movie is Yeah, i know everybody is on the edge of their seats to find out that we're finally doing against all odds with Jeff Bridges. Oh, I'm definitely gonna have some uh Rooster Cogburn clips for <laughs> that. <laughs> gone! G-O-N-E! She's gone. I think that's how it goes. Um, you want to reach out to the show? Find us on Facebook, Matt and Doug at Betamax Rewind, or send an email, Rewind at Yahoo.com uh rate and review on apple itunes i know you can't do it on spotify but fuck it go over to apple give us a little love man that's all we want just a little love uh thanks for listening we appreciate it we will see you next week
2: sounds good and we will see you next week for uh the return of oh god what's the guy's name from webster that was in porkies
3: uh alex caris Karras.
2: Alex Karras returns next week for really. He's yeah. in that. Yes, he is. He plays a coach. A coach. Yeah, because right. uh, Jeff Brogan is a football player.
3: Jeff, Jeff Brogan. We went no, to not, we went not, to not Jeff
2: high Brogan. Brogan. Um, we uh, Terry Brogan. Jeff Brogan. <laughs> Terry we Brogan. went to high
3: school. With Jeff Brogan.
2: Yes, we did. Terry Brogan. Sorry,
3: <laughs> I I went to prom with I went I you went to prom with Jeff Brogan. With, with, I I doubled, I triple dated to, with the prom with Jeff Brogan. Yeah. How about that?
2: <laughs> How about that? Oh, wait, oh, wait, bad. wait! I—I have I used this? Oh shit! <laughs> no, I have not.
3: Yeah, triple dated with Jeff Borg and your So we will see you next week. Hey, butt up, bump! Get out! Get out now!